Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 81. Hello out there, I am your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight is Jordan Frost. Hello. And Oscar Morphew. Hey, hey. Thank you guys for coming back again. That's all right. And welcome to The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but the twist is that each episode comes from a different decade. Now, how are we feeling about the episode we just watched, guys? Um... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into it. We watched an episode from the HD era. This was season 25, episode 22, The Yellow Badge of Cowage. Yes, I said Cowage. Cowage? Cowage. It looks yeah. like Cowage. Yeah. Tasty wedge Is that of cheese? cow. <laughs> Is that cheese? Would that be no, cheese? No, it's like a beef. Yeah. Like, oh, a, yeah, like a shape okay. of beef. Yeah, okay, I can do that. <laughs> One wedge of beef, please. <laughs> yeah, so they're going for Yellow Badge of Courage. Courage. But it's a coward. It's a coward. You get it? Clever stuff. This was first released in May of 2014. It was directed by Timothy Bailey, not to be confused with the weatherman from Australia, but a different one. Business of the Broly. <laughs> Sorry. How you going, Sandra? <laughs> <laughs> and it was written by Billy Kimball and Ian Maxtone Graham. In this episode, where do I begin? There's a big race around the school and Millhouse is winning, but then Nelson interferes and starts beating up Millhouse and Bart sees this happen, but he just runs along and wins the race for himself. And also in the B story, Homer is determined to bring Springfield back its fireworks and he gets in touch with the old fireworks operator from when he was a kid and they have a little adventure. Guys, what did you think? Below average. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with that to start with. I feel like because I'm working at like 50% brain capacity, I didn't <laughs> I didn't mind it. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I didn't actively hate the episode. True. No, I didn't either. Yeah, there's nothing that's terrible about it like mm. the characters are mostly themselves they're mm-hmm. not doing anything outright offensive it's just it's so it, boring is that mm. is that then worse though because they didn't take a risk at all well look that's where i'm at with it that i think you can actually make a good case for all of the bottom three rankings but none of the top three so anyway just jumping right into the questionnaire jordan is there a moment from this story that stands out to you for better or worse the character of Giuseppe mm-hmm. does not make sense at all to me. It's almost as if like Giuseppe is the sole operator and financier of all of Springfield's fireworks displays in the past. And this whole thing about like him trying to track him down and, and finding him and being like, you're, you're going to be the savior of 4th of July for... It just didn't ring true for me at all. Going into that with the whole subplot of Homer is super sad that the 4th of July is being cancelled mm. for no reason. Did it have a reason? Was there a reason something on the newspaper? Fireworks being like dangerous or something. But yeah, this was one of my problems with the story is actually when they established it in the first act, it was a long time before they returned to it in the second act where Homer mm. was like, hey Marge, oh, yeah. I've got these ideas, drew on the ceiling, kaboom, pow, and whatever. This is our B story <gasps> here. That's yeah. what they said. They said the city's broke. Because oh, then right. they said, yeah, the firemen have to deliver pizzas now. And oh, that, oh yeah, yeah. I was I was about to say, oh, they missed out a, a good opportunity for a joke of why they were broke. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like they're so showing broke, why they're yeah. like showing the results of the broke. It's like uh, no, 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 they're broke 
and we don't get fireworks. Give yeah, us something else. That's it. Flesh it out. You yeah, know? because instead we get this joke of the fireman delivering pizza. And I didn't actually mind him like ascending the ladder to give the mm. pizza. But then the woman who goes, my baby, back ribs. Uh, it would have been funny just to see like if the shot was just them going up the ladder with the pizza and yeah like from way back super wide shot yeah Yeah, sure that's all or if that was the ad for new you know fireman delivery services or something like that kind of like an uber eats but it's the fire truck yeah thing (laughs) we also fight fires (laughs) <laughs> you need a pizza and you have a fire yep. you only need to call the one number yes. <laughs> but yeah just jumping on your point about Giuseppe I really hated Hank Azaria's delivery of this character as well mm. this was so uh, over the top uh, Italiano stereotype but yeah <laughs> what do you mean uh? <laughs> I think you know there's been a lot of talk about Apu with, mm. and their Simpsons response to the documentary about yes. Apu and everything really there's not really a much difference apart from the nationality with doing an Indian accent and doing an, a kind of a stereotypical Italian accent. It kind of felt punching down, really, yeah. a lot of the time. But, oh no, those immigrants came before and they've been more integrated, so it's okay for us to do it's, Yeah, that, safe. It's like voicemail. the Irish. It's like, yeah. like Americans, correct, yeah. correct me, but you know, like... You can you can make fun of Italians and you can make fun of the Irish and yeah oh big drinkers the Irish yeah yeah, yeah like it's like fine s- to say that safe with air quotes I'm yeah. saying lots of that well Jordan remember when we were in Disney World and there were the Dapper Dans yeah and they just like launched into fucking five minutes of yeah. Irish jokes and I'm like I'm what? standing right here you <laughs> assholes really yeah you I mean you weren't didn't have an Irish flag on your backpack or anything I, no, so, I mean said, they didn't know but still I thought you were gonna say that they started singing like like old timey South, like really racist. <laughs> throw throw like, the Irish off the boat. <laughs> let those drown. Whatever. <laughs> Lesser known song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that kind of character voice and doing it is for me. It's on the same level as doing an Indian accent. It's mm. yeah. And I didn't actually feel like Giuseppe had a lot of jokes. I think no. a lot of like the humor that we were meant to be getting out of it was Hank Azaria's delivery. Like when they're doing that fucking song over the ending credits <sighs> and he's like oh, oh i miss your touch your honesty is too much like it's just so trite mm. in the song is bad enough as it is and as it to is do that <laughs> yeah Oof. all right how about you oscar what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse kind of hopping off the fireworks stuff it's homer's flashback yeah. to when he was a kid and saying how much he loved fireworks because he thought his parents would stop fighting but it was just too loud and he couldn't hear them fighting. Yeah. I like it when Homer is sweet. I like sweet Homer mm. and it's just kind of an easy pass for me. Yeah. So that was a moment that kind of got me a little bit invested and it had probably my favorite line, which was, are you God? When Homer finds Giuseppe shooting the fireworks yeah, yeah, and yeah. he said, no, I just shoot rockets into his face. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And yeah, it, does, it doesn't need to be an Italian character. There was nothing no. where, where it was justified. It was just yeah. kind of like, eh, yeah, if you look at his business card, I think his name was like Giuseppe Grand Finale or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I have my theories of why he's in the episode is because I don't know if you guys played a little mobile game called The Simpsons Tapped Out. No. No. It's where you, like, you build your own Springfield. Yeah, I remember it. I just, yeah. Yeah, it's like SimCity, but The Simpsons. And yeah, I got massively addicted to this game and I probably sunk about 320 hours Ooh, in it. <laughs> I thought you were about to say dollars. Uh, probably about 80 bucks, actually. Wow, okay. Microtransactions gotcha. I mean, for yeah. 320 hours of entertainment, sorry, entertainment, 
in italics. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, probably worth it. It was a very mindless fucking tap the thing, wait hours, get the thing Mm -hmm. again and tap it again sort of game. But it just seemed like for a stage that they were just introducing new characters on The Simpsons so they could then have new characters in their game. Because it got to a point very early on in the game was like, oh, that is all the residents of Springfield and now they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel and like releasing Yes Guy and, (laughs) you know, all the one note ones. They kind of did that in this episode actually with the, all the different kids it's like there's yeah. Reverend Lovejoy's daughter and mm. there's Kearney's kid and yeah. Jailbird's kid and yeah yeah and there's Frank Sinatra kid yeah is that a thing I've yeah okay. I've seen him he hits on Lisa at one point and she's like trying to get Mr. Largo to do a different band song rather than Sousa right yeah Frank Sinatra kid's like hey maybe we should listen to this little doll and ring a ding ding and it's Lame. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and he sucks. <laughs> yeah. And he did it his way. <laughs> and he did it his way. I did like that flashback as well because it did sort of give a bit of context for Homer's story, but I just don't think I hit on anything else enough in the Homer story to make it a satisfying B-plot, really. Uh, yeah, I wanted so much more. Like, all the stuff of him being excited, I was like, yeah, this, this is all right. And it was just the last, like, two beats of it yeah. where it's like, and it makes me think, why wasn't Grandpa involved? This was clearly a special memory for both of them. Mm, yeah. Like, he could have had Grandpa involved, and then maybe Grandpa and Giuseppe get in the fight at the end. Because that's the other thing that pissed me off about that. That fight just was so unwarranted. Unearned. Yeah. Yeah, in a really sloppy way. Just done for a very specific reason to just tip the boat over and put the peril yeah. to the metal. <laughs> Terrible to the mouth. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the saying. <laughs> yeah, so the moment of the story that sticks out to me is the whole Barton Millhouse betrayal thing. I kind of liked it as a device of Lisa's narration, but I think the episode did too much jumping around in flashbacks, in cutaway gags, in time jumps that it wasn't really cohesive. If you're going to do that Lisa narration thing, mm. it's almost like you need to make the whole episode about that. And Homer's story didn't really use it yeah, at all. It didn't yeah, the fit. format. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Because Lisa does divert for a second in her narration to bring the flashback on. Didn't really work for me. And yeah, you could have made an episode out of the dregs of what yeah. was there. Mm. But uh, yeah, it didn't flow very well. It was very disjointed. It kind of kept doing this moralistic story about Bart and how he learns that, you know, to make up for what he's done. Yeah. But then it's this completely kind of wacky story about Homer's um, making fireworks and yeah, it didn't it didn't kind of gel. Yeah, it could have been a more cohesive unit because there was some good parts there were things I liked about the Barton Millhouse story and especially with Lisa narrating I thought it was actually going to lead into like she witnessed it or something like it's a retrospective uh, yeah it's her telling the story like who's she telling the story to yeah there was a bit where the format kind of got broken when Marge yeah kind of interrupted before the ad break saying uh uh, your bath's ready blah 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 it's like that that didn't really go anywhere whereas if they brought it full circle and at the end we were like this is maybe like a blog that she's doing and like yeah. two people are reading it. You know, like make it so that she's mm. told all of us the story. Yeah. And then we kind of see what she's doing it for and it's like super minute. It's No, it'd be a nice little detail to sort of bring the whole thing and make it look like a package, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? I know it's zero. <laughs> What's Italian for nothing? (laughs) Zero. Zero. I think this might be the third time I've seen it, but did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? This is where it gets tricky, right? Mm. 
They've done that kind of format break before. So, yeah, the narration wasn't essentially out of character for the show. They've done narration bits. I think we can just agree it wasn't well executed. Mm. It didn't really hold any weight, and it didn't really lead up to anything. No. Lisa would take that, dare I say, condescending, not quite condescending, but like... She'd be holier than thou. Yeah, like kind of, she was very patronizing of him at certain points. So that, I believe. Yeah. Um, Homer's dumb schemes totally fits in with his kind of character. Everyone was being themselves. Mm. I don't know about Abe, because we've heard enough, seen enough of him kind of being a badass in war. I That's don't, a good point. I don't buy him being a coward, secret coward, like the whole time. Yeah, especially mm. when you think of the Tong Teen episode. Yeah. And, like, Burns was the coward in that, and he was having to jump on grenades and stuff. Mm. Get his keys devoted for Stars and Stripes. <laughs> At least he thinks it was Stars and Stripes. <laughs> but I don't think that was true to Abe. Either tough or completely senile with yeah. him yeah. hiding out as a burlesque performer yeah. in, in Germany <laughs> during the war. Yeah. Won't you come home? <laughs> <laughs> the... Amnesia is a very easy trope to do, and it's dumb, and it's played out, and I'm kind of over that. Yeah, I think it was a fine enough way to get um, Millhouse to forget. I actually don't mind the idea that those stupid little rubber bands mm. um, being flicked onto him was the thing that tweaked his memory. The God, Livestrong bands were well and truly in the past by then. No, oh, I, I think no. I think I think they were still. It was probably pretty sure past, but yeah, like, I was going to say because Lance closed. Armstrong was uh, definitely out by then. I'm sure 2014, he was definitely out as a cheat. Yeah, oh, I didn't actually. I didn't always associate those rubber bands with his thing, like because oh, really? just mm. at one stage they just became the new fucking pogs, mm. the new yo-yos that like, people had collections of them, and oh, so the many on their arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing he started, and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, for causes, we'll just jump on that bandwagon." Yeah, South Park do a great episode. I think it's called "Scores for a oh, Cause," yeah. where <laughs> yeah, they talk about the manufacturer of these little fucking rubber bands and. Yeah, I didn't mind some of the material that they mined from it. Yeah, this is a it's a weird episode of mm. a lot of flatness, but can we talk about some of the wacky moments? Oh, I've got so many wacky little circles on my page. <laughs> Cletus's uh, yeah. weird children. I fucking hated this joke. Yeah, really didn't like it. Wheel and Barrow. Wheel Ugh. and Barrow. At first, the child who won the three-legged race, Tripod. and he yeah. has three yep. legs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Wheel and Barrow who are joined. Barrow, his torso comes out of Wheels' stomach, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, so he has to walk around on his hands. Hands. and They're the conjoined twins that are perpetually doing doggy style. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, they're doing the wheelbarrow maneuver. That's the position, the wheelbarrow. As we put the legs either side of you. But he doesn't have legs. No, that's right, but if he did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I call shenanigans on... Cletus is kid, and I'm not convinced they aren't taking performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> the thing is, there's always jokes about Cletus's kids, but sometimes you just see, like, there's 20 of them or whatever. Those two were quite old. Oh, yeah. Cletus will have whatever children they need to suit the joke at the time. And the other wacky thing that I hated about Cletus in this episode where they're, like, trying to get fireworks oh, off yeah. him. And hey, there's them. a crystal meth in this, uh Oh, crystal meth, then what did I do with gunpowder? Kaboom, uh-oh. We're feuding with the Escobars again? Yeah. Come on, man. Brandine coming out brandishing her machine guns. Like dual and M16s. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, does that mean I can't talk to Maria no more? 
Yeah. And that was a gross, wacky. It was like... Oh, and then even worse, the, the pigs being eaten the C4 bricks again. Which had nothing to do with anything. No, you just wanted to see a pig explode into chunks. Like, yeah. I, you know what? I'm sure that this is them tapping into Breaking Bad at the time. Yeah. It's Ooh, methy yeah. and they're white trash meth people. They're and exploding animals, yeah. But yeah, the thing I hated about the pig bit is just to explode a pig into piggy chunks was just over the top and didn't have anything to do with what was just transpiring. I was looking away at the time, but in my peripheries and when I looked back up, it looks quite gruesome. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. There was red chunks. Did the pig give a look before? That's kind of glassy eyed and oh. then Yeah, and then... he was like one yike sign away from, you know, <laughs> being at Looney Tunes. Speaking of Looney Tunes. Yeah. The, I... Yeah. One of our cameo oh, guest yeah. people. Edwin Moses, who's apparently an Olympic hurdler, and they made no shortage of hurdling so jokes. So many. Yeah. After after he leaves and he hurdles over a bunch of things and the third thing he jumps over is a cliff, fa- is a cliff yeah. and he falls down Wiley Coyote style and poofs on the yep. he said something to himself as he fell good on you Edwin or something I was like what, what is he talking about oh, I yeah. don't know like they were just scraping for this yeah. guest star all the hurdle jokes were dumb and just funnily enough I had a note that said stop being Looney Tunes later on when they were the gun padded oh no it's in the cobblestone district oh, oh my watch God. out we'll be safe with the gas lamps oh look there's a parade of fire twirlers and it was like stop it stop. this is going on now for about 30-40 seconds and then they pull up and Homer throws his cigar and what is there <laughs> what like what like that's what we get for the B plot what are you yeah. talking about <laughs> I think it's meant to be funny because they're in extreme danger but it's but they aren't <laughs> there's no danger yeah even when they set the thing on fire, they the cut away. The thing is on so. fire, and then a bit of uh, uh, Jordan's anal corner. Jordan's anal corner. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. I will be playing a part of BT Calloway. Jordan's anal corner. Spot on impression. Uh, you'll notice that in one of the shots, uh, the top barrel clearly is set on it's fire. set on fire. Yeah. And then in the next shot, it's not. What, yeah. what are we supposed to expect? Is this some kind of magic barrel? <laughs> Can I go through the rest of my anal corners while we're just in, in this we're section? We're in the anal corner. <laughs> okay. Let's get through them. <laughs> just on that note, Giuseppe says, this gunpowder is crystal meth. Well, then it's not gunpowder. It's crystal meth. <laughs> anyway. Good point. Just, Good point. Um, at the very start, Lisa... There's our Lord Buddha, but then quotes like a Bible phrase. Oh, does she? Well, it's got Psalm 16, whatever, on yeah. the title card. And yeah, she's we need Le- Lisa jokes. Uh, she's a Buddhist. Yeah. Easy, easy, low-hanging fruit. Yeah, this title card sequence did nothing for me as well. And I thought it was going to be a thing that they brought back, like mm. have a little paragraph or whatever at the start of each chapter or in the story or whatever, but they didn't. It was mm. just another one of these things that they yeah. just picked up and dropped. Is Uda dead? Um... The, uh, I think they play with like his disappearance after that one episode. Right, okay. Where is Uta? We just need closure. But yeah, apparently now he's running books and yep. owns Willy. Loan Shark. Eventually. Yeah. Which um Jordan's anal corner. Yeah. I hated that because we see where that really sad was it a joke? Is it where a mule Will- or a pony or something? Yeah, Willy locks up the pony and goes, See you next year in his shack and then later says, Uta owns my shack. Yeah. Also, that horse has got to poop and eat somewhere. I don't even know why they did this. It no. was like... And they stayed on it for a yeah. long time. Like yeah, close no, on those eyes. No sound. Like, mm. no sound. It was just sad-looking horse eyes. Yeah, very, like, worried almost. Anxious about, it, oh, and, another yeah, year of this. Yeah. 
And after the fine enough rough line, I liked the Play-Doh it made out of its oh, back yeah. or whatever. Two more quick ones, sorry. Yeah. How did Maggie get out of her cot to give him the chicken feather in the first place? I know she's... <laughs> she can operate a sniper rifle, I think. Yeah, fair enough. She's, <laughs> she can great escape herself. Okay, I'll, I'll take dun, that dun, one out. Dun, dun, dun. Wizards oh. did it. Maggie did it. Yeah. Um, and just the last one was when Bart is revealed to be a coward at that kind of thing and in his honor... Yeah, where it's like in we're in invest- square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little appreciation ceremony. Exactly, that's the one. When he's revealed to be a coward, he runs away and his pin falls off. Mm. But at the end, it's revealed that he still has it to kind of stitch up Maggie's ah. to pin the bear back together, so that the feathers stop falling out. That was kind of a little bit that I liked at the end of him and Maggie bonding. But now that I think about it, it pisses me off because there should have been a scene where he gave it to Millhouse, right? Well, Millhouse should have picked it up, or someone should have picked it up, like Mel. Sideshow so Mel should have picked it up and put it on Millhouse. Like, you're the true mm. winner. That was one where I'm glad someone, like when Sideshow Mel was doing his monologuing and someone goes, oh, God, shut up. It's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Those were weird voices. Those weren't, that didn't sound like any of the regular cast. Yeah. Those sounded like strange, separate, get someone in, like a you won a competition mm. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, they did. Well, the other guest star of this episode was Glenn Close. She Are was you playing, kidding me? She was playing Mona in the flashback. This was like one line. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, hey, stop being a fuckhead or something. I want to take a class. Yeah. Thanks, Glenn. You're done for today. Thanks, Academy Award winning. (laughs) (laughs) So how about the heart of this episode? What were some of the heart moments that stuck out to us? I liked that that ends the stinger. Like, it lost me at the end of it when Bart is, you know, uh, he's brushing his teeth and Maggie gives him another feather and then we realise that because she's been giving feathers out the whole episode and Bart thinks it means he's a chicken... But her teddy bear is ripped, and so yeah. he takes the first prize yeah. ribbon and he stitches it. And I was just like, "There you go, kid." That was, yeah. yeah, it was like I don't know. You don't really see Bart and Maggie interact a lot. No, it's true. Actually, good point. It, it was a nice, like, brotherly moment. And then in the background, she just started like making chicken noises yeah. and flapping her. It was just like, "Oh, you ruined it." <laughs> well, it didn't need to be a joke. That's a nice little. That's nice. You can end it nice. You yeah. don't have to end it with a bad joke. My God, what is wrong with people? I feel like sometimes they treat Maggie like Nibbler almost. Smart, way smarter beyond her years kind of thing. Like, you can do it with the dogs, fine. But, like, doing it with Maggie all the time, it's kind of, I don't know. Well, at a certain point, it stops being funny, you know. Mm. It's the surprise element of comedy of Maggie suddenly being, you know, able to do these sort of things. Like, she didn't actually learn to operate a firearm to shoot Mr. Burns. The thing just landed in her hand and went Mm. off. Whereas there's a season 13 episode where she literally operates a sniper rifle to take out the mafia. Yeah. And see, that's the difference. She was still a baby in that thing. She did the shifty eyes at the end of Voodshop Mr. Burns, and that was the funny bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't that she could, it's that she might. Oh, that's a good episode. It is. (laughs) So good. There's lots of those little things, like someone else is crying and so she takes out another dummy and like gives it to them and stuff. Like I can imagine yeah. like that's the limit of mm. like her intelligence, I feel like should be for humor and that kind of thing. Yeah, someone's sad, I'll give them the thing that makes yeah. me happy. She and the, there's one time when Homer's crying. Like I feel like yeah. she's done it a few times where she's yeah, like yeah. shoved it in Homer's mouth. Yeah. Oh, it's a good bit. Yeah, the only other thing that I really have to say about the heart moment is at the end where Bart does seek redemption by pulling the van in front of the fireworks. I gotta say, I think it was a fine enough thing to sort of give Millhouse the credit then, but 
Also, he put him in very real danger. <laughs> totally. I thought they were going to run away. I thought we were going back to the coward thing. He's yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to save Millhouse. Instead, I'm going to drive him directly in front of a barrage of explosives. Yeah, in, in a combustible vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and also, the Springfield audience was just in a very like two meter wide <laughs> column. Obviously, <laughs> a van's <Yeah>. length. <laughs> yeah, very good. To avoid getting hit. What a specific problem. <laughs> With a specific solution. I was going to say, speaking of firearms, I wanted to know what you thought of this Wiggum and Lou corner. The old muskets. Yeah, Snake takes the thing and him and Apu, him and Lou are in the Civil War kind of reenactment costumes. And they're like, okay, tamp, 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 put the ball bearing in, blah, blah, blah. And then it went a second time round the course. and Yeah, it, it was a joke that was just based on how far can we drag this out. Oh, wasn't loading old muskets hard? Like, and I think it actually would have been, they could have made it work if then they like launched into a comment on, you know, right to bear arms. Well, when t- the- Totally. I mean, that was their last moment. Yeah. Like, was, was like a gun in a school. And then the next one was mu- like... It was right there, like, for a really yeah. good point. Yeah, the fruit's there. It's low-hanging. Pick yep. it. <laughs> but yes or no, would you watch this one again? I liked the tone. I didn't find the, sh- the episode funny, but I liked the tone that it was going for. Like, quite okay. relatively sincere, like, you know, moral kind of tale. I liked it, especially from what I've seen of the HD era. Yeah. I found that tone refreshing. Yeah, we started you in the bottom of the pit of failure, though. Oh like Anything was going to be an improvement from Grampy, can you hear me? What do you <laughs> reckon, Jordan? I don't think I would. I was just thinking about it. And I'm like, Bart Redemption stories, Bart Redemption stories. Ah, one that I liked way better that was done, I think handled way better, was the one where he gets up early on Christmas to like play with the toys oh, yeah. and yes. everything burns down and the family, the whole town is pitching in to like buy them a new car. Oh, and oh I didn't stuff. realize we were talking about better episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I would much prefer to watch that one than this one. Then I would probably just skip it. Yeah. I, I would clarify, probably Hangover Test. Yeah. Like, because it is, like, a relatively smooth ride, it doesn't have high peaks, and the lows aren't really that low. Yeah, it's mm. not an offensive it's episode by middling, Ellie. real middling. Yeah, I, just personally, I don't think there's anything for me to return to. I don't... Anything that I liked about this episode, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. That's serviceable. It's Yeah, it was a smooth ride. They didn't have any sudden shifts in plot or anything, but... Also, the plot they had wasn't super cohesive. Musical moments of this uh, episode. Oh, do so, we have to? Uh, unfortunately, I'm sorry, hey. mate. So, yeah, they keep returning to this song, which... Fuck, Sometimes I didn't... Sometimes when we touch. By Dan Hill, apparently. Yeah. I'd never heard of him, but looking at his Wikipedia page, the man's got a career. Yeah. You'd heard the song, though, before. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's everywhere. It's been used, I'm sure. In, in... every different industry ad... Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I saw it in an episode of Family Guy when Peter falls in love with this cardboard cutout of an old Playboy model. Sounds like a stellar episode just off, you know, hand. <laughs> oh, you know, Family Guy was <laughs> firing on all cylinders in that era. They just kept returning to it way too much. Mm. Yeah. So they, like, yeah. did it two or three times in episode to wrap around this final fireworks scene. And then, yeah, Homer and Giuseppe's cover of it during the credits was just nauseating. Yeah. The one joke about it that I didn't mind was the play order for the songs that they were going to use was like Stars yeah. and Stripes Forever, 
America the Beautiful, I think, and then like Homer putting up sometimes when we touch and just happy like mm. tearing it off and then like swapping it for first and I'm like, okay, yeah. that bit's okay. Yeah. But then to then play the song a couple of times after, I was kind of yeah. you just needed one play. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. One setup and one play because like we know the song not by. <laughs> name no <laughs> really like, is that the no one? yeah then... it's like one of those songs where it's like how do i know all these lyrics to it it's yeah a, right have i just absorbed it through osmosis like the other week i was in kmart and taxi rides creeping up slowly came on over the speaker and i'm like <laughs> oh god this song's awful but why do i know every word why am i clicking and tapping oh my god i like this song Which, what's happening when's that one because uh, we're creeping up slowly she's oh. taking me over oh, she's turning me on Yeah, man. Early 2000s turntables in rock bands. Remember that? Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Oh, taxi ride. Oh, I just got taken back there. What a yeah, man. What a wonderful oh, place. Yeah. <laughs> so many white people with dreadlocks. Yeah, I was about to say, Limp Biscuit had a turntablist. Yeah, in heavy metal and in pop music, you also had that uh, Haley and Otto song. She likes me for me. Oh God, oh. yeah. Oh, the early aughts. All right, we're getting into the final stretch. Oscar, what would you like to change about this episode? I would like to change the A and B story. <laughs> How much? I, as in, flip them. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, switching it so that the A story was Homer and his love of fireworks and that story, because I feel like that had enough heart that you could get into it. Yeah. And you could explore it. You could bring Grandpa in and make him more fundamental, make it a family connection. You could have it so that in the final act, he can use that to help resolve Bart's situation. Like, you could have it full, full comes, you know... Full cum circle. Yes. <laughs> you can have it come full circle. Full cum circle is a video that you can find. Oh, no. <laughs> Link is in the um <laughs> in the podcast <laughs> description. Incognito mode. Incognito oh. mode. <laughs> yeah. But yes, to bring them together and make them uh, more cohesive together. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's destroyed himself. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take a well moment. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that idea, though, that maybe the problems with the episode are the amount of importance that they gave to the wrong story. Because mm. I felt like the A story taking up the majority, it really dragged. That was one of the it, things that yeah, made... Yeah, it didn't need maybe half its scenes. Yeah. And it would have been more powerful. Yeah, because it felt like for a lot of it, they were just trying to hammer home that Millhouse doesn't remember and mm, Bart's yeah. feeling guilty. Kind of took a little bit too long. It mm. made Bart kind of feel like, oh, no, I'm in the clear as long as he doesn't remember, that yeah. kind of thing. And it, it, it did drag and it didn't actually get to the meat of the story. I was going to say, building on, on your idea, just get rid of the character of Giuseppe and kind mm. of install Abe in there instead yep. and mm. make it a kind of a father-son caper about like we need to get fireworks from somewhere but how are we going to get the fireworks and then putting on this show because I know nothing about like setting them up or do it mm. I don't know something about that because I think Giuseppe was kind of thrown in there as a he was, he's fruit device he's fruitless as a character yeah because yeah. really that character could be literally anyone like they don't have to be a part of the whole story maybe it's just like oh Mm. yeah he died that old man you know who who used to do the fireworks and so now i'm gonna try and find another old man yeah and that that becomes a way for yeah homer and abe to like search for this dead guy's old fireworks treasure or whatever Uh, yeah and (laughs) it's up to us to save fourth of july that's right (laughs) and you can still have that bit with him saying yeah i just shoot rockets at god's face at the start you could also have someone who like an english character help save them yeah <laughs> An English character, the english saved fourth of july yeah <laughs> and then you could have a kind of a three generations of simpson men 
yeah. kind of helping resolving their issues kind of in one fell swoop. I like it. Yeah. Jordan, do you have any final notes? Him banging the pots. It's like, this is my new thing. And like, no, you've been doing the I am so great thing. Quiet, quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wacky Millhouse six pack. I kind of liked the idea of the dummy tummy, but also they didn't stick with it because he Is returned he, to his normal it. size throughout the episode. Yeah, and then it was dummy tummy by Body Liar. I kind of like that as a brand yeah, name. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Why, when they were doing the, the odds on the bookmaking, did they pull down a map of the USSR? Mm. Was this? I, I do not even remember this. Yeah, they're like, all bets are off. Teacher's coming. Oh. Got to hide it. And they, yeah, pull down the... Well, I guess because it's a it's a public school. There's always like jokes where they're like, all of their books are out of date. Yeah, and, it's just yeah. Like, that, that kind of fits in world, but because they're not inside. Yeah. It's bizarre. I actually liked the whole odds and betting thing as a yeah. device to hang the episode on. And I thought this was going to be a thing where Martin's bet was going to yeah. come back later in the episode. I think that's another thing yeah. that I'd change is mm. that Martin was suspect and then yeah. he did his own sleuthing and investigating to find out what was wrong. Yeah, that would have worked. So yeah, that's actually what I would have had. I would have had a bit more conspiracy going on. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Mm. Yeah, the bullies are trying to hide the fact that they had Millhouse beat up. Maybe Lisa saw it and that's why she's narrating this yeah and bart's racked with guilt and also the bullies might be threatening him as well not to come clean and like bart's having a crisis of conscience yeah, it becomes like that. a crime conspiracy yeah you could have it all school level the whole thing could be school level and yeah absolutely systems in on <laughs> oh my God, how far does it go? Yeah. Turns out Skinner's involved as well. And <laughs> um, How did Bart win the race? He's a budgie boy. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, Milhouse, obviously, like, he said, oh, I've got a secret. I've been training for this all summer. But then, like, Bart is coming second and is daylight third. There's no one else He's in that race. He's enough to stand there and have a moral quandary. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. That, that's a lot of time during a race to be able to sit there and just think about, like, should I? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, the race itself was paced poorly because, yeah, it looks really tight until it went into the section of the woods that no teacher can see. And also, no teacher is supervising because yeah. it's the section that you can't see. Hey, that mash bit was dumb, too. Mm. Oh, so again, they've done that before, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Give me fifty cc's of hot, hot fudge. fudge and 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 uh, the trampoline as well. Yes. Though I think that was more of a civil war. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. There is a specific movie that they're referencing in that one. Yeah. There wasn't even any joke here. It was just they were playing the mash theme. While oh no no no! There was a joke like putting them on the helicopter. Oh, for fuck's sake! And then, <laughs> and then spinning around on the thing, they, the he would have gone flying. Yeah, why didn't he fall off? That would have been joke. funny. That would have yeah. been great. <laughs> Ice cream headache and then some injuries to boot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Homer's horribly burned as a child from the sparklers in his ears. Yeah. His head caught completely on fire. I hated this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it wasn't funny. Yeah. I would have minded if, he, if he'd held it for too long because those things get really hot. Mm. Yeah. And then he'd burn his hand. It was like, I know, never held another sparkler again or something. I don't You're know. You're holding one right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kirk scared at that stupid kids TV show. Yep. Didn't like it. Well, yeah, this is just more piling on Kirk. And again, it just gets to a point where it's like, eh. All right. It's time for speedy, quick Elliot note. The egg toss bit was just really stupid. Oh, now don't you go throwing those eggs at me. Uh, not a second time. Oh, well, third time. Fuck you. They mentioned the Expendables for no fucking reason, and I think it was just so Giuseppe can go, oh, well, I'm younger than Sylvester Stallone. Waka. I think it was to say, you know, the Expendable movies are really bad, but Homer, like, thinks they're great. Yeah. 
we we could guess that. Mm. They have Charlie Brown in his ghost costume for what fucking reason? No reason. I thought that was Bart because... Being, like hiding? Yeah, because mm. no one wants him around anymore because he's a coward and everything. So to yeah. get to participate in anything, he had to kind of come in costume. But then it was just like, wrong holiday, Charlie Brown. and That would have at least meant it. something. And then he's like going incognito because he's trying to develop a plan to, I don't know, make Millhouse look better again or something. Yeah. Anyway, in my final note, at one point, someone jumps on the boat, the yellow belly. I just thought that was interesting because the next- Grandpa. It yeah, grandpa. it was Grandpa. Because he is a coward. Because the next episode we're covering is called Old Yellow Belly. Oh my god. Coincidence. Wait. The we... Yellow Belly playlist. Does Yellow Belly make sense in a Simpsons universe? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Because they'd all have yellow is bellies. yellow I mean, the same as our yellow? <laughs> Do they see colours the same way we see colours? Oh my god. Yeah, Interesting. <laughs> anyway, we'll find out. All right, guys, it is time to rank this thing. Oh, yeah, we have to do that first, hey. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the very bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just, meh, you give a participant. But for the good rankings, you got good, bronze, great, silver, excellent gold, but for the best of the very best, the essential episodes, the ones that the Simpsons could not exist without, you give those episodes cubic zirconia. Now I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm giving this a participant. i got to say, running through my notes at the end, I had a lot more anger things to say about it but this episode was more flat than anything they didn't achieve any sense of greatness for me jordan yeah this is a really easy participant for me as well it's one of those episodes that um again playing the role of bt callaway i'm gonna forget most of it by tomorrow yeah there's nothing in it that i really would want to re-watch it's it's like one of those movies that you're like i've seen it now i don't need to revisit it anymore so yeah. done participant oscar finish it off I don't remember it now. <laughs> I I don't remember like maybe seventy percent of it. Like honestly, it's yeah. yeah, it's all just it's like a peanut butter sandwich. Yeah, I'll 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 read out a line and you tell me if it was from the episode or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll listen back to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, did that happen? Oh, how about that? Well, I'm gonna participation ease like easy. <laughs> I was about to say saying participation instead of participant makes you think of like the participation medals you got at like little athletics or cross country or something at school where you're like, oh, you tried. And that's what this episode is. It's a, a participation badge being pinned on a bear that's uh, losing its stuffing. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, is The Simpsons at this point in 2014 the bear losing its stuffing? <laughs> oh. They drew in their own metaphor. I think it's lost 80% of its stuffing at this stage. It's barely hanging on. All right, guys. Well, that'll average out into being a participant. This will join, actually, other season 25 episodes, Yellow Subterfuge, when Skinner stops Bart from going on the submarine. Digs, where Daniel Radcliffe and Bart get really into falconry, like playing with falcons. And Brick Like Me, the Lego episode, which looked great, but the story is Mm. garbage. And other such episodes like The Surfsons from season 29, Mm. the weird medieval parody my fair laddie and my fair lady prankster rap president war pearls the ones that we did in teenage wasteland yeah, yeah all of those are not terrible episodes they're just kind of just they're there and they're the part of the wallpaper and that you can skip are. them you just you, yeah there's nothing to really be gleaned it's almost to the point where i'd rather watch a failure than a participant yeah you get more out of <laughs> yeah. um, getting I, angry and <laughs> it's like you feel something yeah. <laughs> as opposed to nothing <laughs> alright before we move on 
let's play a quick game of Is That Reputation Justified? Wait, oh, no. Is That Reputation Justified? Nice. Thank you for the theme music. That's, that's BT's, I'm pretty sure. I've just copied <laughs> it straight from him. A BT Calloway composition. <laughs> yeah. Old mate Dennis Perkins of the AV Club gave this episode a C+. Plus, mm-hmm. Said it's a middling episode, indifferently mm-hmm. constructed. That's a good... That's on point. Middling and indifferent, yes. That, that yeah. reputation words. is justified. Yeah. But Tony Sokol of Den of Geek gave oh, this no, episode... Tony. Tony, no. Four or five stars. Oh, Tony, why'd you do it? <laughs> four or five. Maybe he's only seen a season 25 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is that Simpsons show that all the kids are going on about. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll watch one of their newer episodes, which is no doubt one of the better episodes. <laughs> yeah, I just realised that's probably my least favourite Gracie Films interjection. Oh. My Homer. Asha, get the shush lady out. Fucking... Lame. All right, guys, let's go back to the teens era now. We're going to go to season 14 with, as I mentioned before, Old Yellow Belly. We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our teens era episode for the evening, which was season 14, episode 19, Old Yellow Belly. This was first released in May of Ought 3, and it was directed by Bob Anderson and written by John Frink and Don Payne. In this episode, Bart gets a new treehouse, but at the grand opening, it sets on fire, and Homer becomes trapped in the fire. And Santa's little helper chooses not to rescue him, but runs away with a turkey in an act of cowardice, and the cat ends up saving Homer. And so Homer disowns Santa's little helper, who becomes the new Duff Beer spokes dog. In another twist... The Simpsons start getting a lot of fame and popularity from Santa's Little Helper's newfound fame. His old owner from episode one comes back to reclaim him back. Guys, what did you think? I think the sheer fact that took about 45 seconds for you to go work through the plot kind of gives an indication as... Uh, and I'm leaving a lot out. <laughs> how, uh, was... how well this story flowed. Flew? No. <laughs> Flowed. Yeah. Fl- yeah. Okay. Flowered. Look, I like this episode, though. It wasn't bad. Yeah. There were a lot of laugh out loud moments, but it was also a bit ridiculous in points. Yeah. It's got some of my favorite images. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's some images from that episode that have stuck with me throughout all of this time, and they still made me laugh. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. It started off Oscar. For better or worse, what's a moment from the story that sticks out to you? Oh, it would probably be when the Amish have been called. <laughs> yeah. But it's the one. One particular moment where there's an Amish man holding the devil at pitchfork. <laughs> point. It's so yeah. weird. It's just this little, like, we see them doing things and they run and there's one that's just holding him up. Like, classic red devil, yeah. like, goat legs. And he drops it and he just walks off. Like, Yeah, it wasn't, like, the standard devil that we've seen in, like, earlier seasons of The Simpsons. It was a very much a different one. It was so out of place, but, yeah, I got to chuckle out it's, of it. It's so incredibly wacky. Super wacky. But... I think he is there at the opening. I think I saw him in the background. I think I saw him walking by in the background. Hidden devil. Let us know in Mm. post-production, Elliot, if that's what happened. (laughs) Maybe I'm crazy. Editing by Elliot J here to say that, no, Oscar, you're not seeing things. The devil was in the background of that scene. I'll post up a picture tomorrow after the podcast airs. Anyway, back to the show. Definitely very strange because, again, after the guy is like, kind of deal with you later, kind of that look on his face, he just kind of whistles and walks off like, oh, well. <laughs> that was a close one. Yep, got away yeah, with it. I liked this as a funny bit to bring the Amish in to rebuild Bart's treehouse for him. 
I thought there was, yeah, a decent amount of good material that came out of it, too. As you were saying, like, when they were doing, like, the not the Avengers Assemble, the Amish Assemble. Yeah, j- sh- shaking the cowbell, <laughs> yeah. ringing out the conch. Yeah, I wonder if every household, like, needs an Amish cowbell. for My household does. I, I feel like that'd be amazing. <laughs> It'd be a while before they got there. That's well, all right. Yeah. To the buggy mobile. Yeah, I liked all that. I guess the one thing that bugs me about their involvement in the story is that we don't actually spend that much time in Bart's new treehouse because it's pretty much the only lines of dialogue that gets said in the grand opening of the treehouse is that, oh, did you do the electricity yourself? No, the Amish did it. Well, of course, now we know where this is going. Who knows more about electricity than the Amish? Amish. Yeah, it was one of those things where I found most of the material around it funny, but yeah, Mm. it's just... It got through it so quick. <laughs> mm. it, this feels like a short... It does feel like a short episode. Yeah, yeah. Despite the fact of, of how long describing the plot is, <laughs> you know, it's got the long opening. It doesn't have a stinger. No. So then mm. it's got that against it. But once it finished, it's like... Uh, was this potentially around the period? Because I know the episodes get shorter. Yeah, yeah. Around, around the mid to late teens, the episodes start getting shorter as the network were making more room for advertisements. Some episodes were getting as low as 19 minutes. Mm. Jordan, how about you? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? I think for better, I think I like it because... We did an episode, a podcast episode once, where it was almost like the evolution of Duffman in reverse. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was three episodes with Duffman in it. And oh, you kind really? of saw, like... <laughs> I didn't even plan for it either. Yeah. We just had, yeah, an accidental Duffman playlist. And this was kind of... I like his story because it is in canon and it does make mm. sense and they've kept it correct. Like, he does yeah. have a bit of a downturn and... Yeah, I I liked his little turn in this, I suppose, because he's a really healthy human being when he's not Duffman. Yeah. But he's drawn to it. Like, it's calls to him. He can't stand not being Duffman. It's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's so tied to it. And I I, I like how they deal with Duffman, even in later episodes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, especially when they're converting him, like when he's at the men's shelter or whatever, they barely convince him. They say, come back, Duff, man. And he essentially just talks himself into himself it into it, until yeah. he's doing the voice. I like that. I, I like it. I like it that like you just get him talking about it and it'll yeah. it'll come, you know? <laughs> yeah, get him to say something about a cool, crisp day or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of a good misdirect as well because yeah. they say like, oh, he's in here and you're expecting him to be like this haggard, like alcoholic totally suffering and he's just like no 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 i'm like the teacher and helping and yeah i mean his maths problems are about beer yeah but you know he's actually he's a genuinely good human yeah at the men's shelter where we add god to your, your misery, misery. <laughs> yeah that was a great I sign joke. That. it was brilliant yeah i think it was a good thing as well to involve him in the last act of the episode and to try and get him to save homer and it's especially funny when he's just as cowardice as santa's little helper is or i he's not just as cowardice there is a shark involved when he goes yeah. to do it <laughs> santa's little helper is just like that water is too cold yeah. <laughs> spicy that, that's true there is a bigger risk <laughs> to go into that water I do just think there was probably just one too many lines of dialogue from Duffman because, yeah. I, may- I mean, maybe that's mm. the point of the character. Oh, this corporate spokesman, he never turns it off, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I Give did- it a rest, 
Barry. <laughs> I, I did like. What about my son, Duff Boy, and uh, Duff Girl, and <laughs> Duff Lad? Yeah, <laughs> and like they were one-shot actors that we hired for like a promo. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh yeah, like <laughs> just oh yeah, but just really sad. Yeah, he yeah. really can't turn it off. He's got a really bad problem yeah. with like dissociating from this character. Yeah, and I'd say the thing about this episode that sticks out most to me is. He doesn't have a name, but they included the guy from episode one, Santa's Little Helper's old owner. Mm. And this was a pretty interesting move for them to make, to Mm. bring him back. And it was kind of earned as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. The uh, first season characters, they just are different. The the way the characters were drawn then are just different. So it's always interesting when they bring someone who debuted in the first season into like modern Simpsons. Yeah, that's a and, good and point. I, and I think like he looks good. Like it's yeah. a good kind of like conversion to a good update of him. Because often the models were not set in stone at that stage as well. Yeah. So you were kind of, it was a bit of a mixed bag as to what you might yeah, we had Barney with blonde hair and Mo and Chief Wiggum both had black hair. And blacksmithers. Blacksmithers, yeah. Yeah, so it's an interesting move for them to make to bring him back, and I don't think they wasted it either because they had him doing what that guy would have been doing back in the day, is exploiting mm. Santa's little helper for money. And to have it be because Homer publicly disowned the dog, mm. I think was actually a really clever move and like showed him of being an opportunistic character. I feel like with the structure of this episode, it doesn't really have an overarching arc. It is lots of like, this leads to this leads to this leads yeah. to this. But I feel like it's entertaining enough that that doesn't really matter. I feel like lack of structure may be a cross against the episode, but I, it doesn't let the episode down. No, I, I, had, I had a good old time with this. Yeah. But play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? I've seen it maybe four or five times. Yeah? Jordan, you don't think you've seen it? I didn't. I didn't remember it. I remember this one really well, actually. I remember the VHS tape that it was on. I had... It was this episode, Mo Baby Blues, The Simpsons Tall Tales, and Smart and Smarter, where they find out Maggie's a genius and she goes to a gifted school. And yeah, this was just like my little stoner Simpsons playlist to, you know, chuck it on when I had a few tokies of the old bong pipes. Mm, A good good (laughs) hot uh, injection of the Mary. When you say Hello, it like fellow kids, when you say it like that, yeah, it makes it sound like you're really trying to fit in. <laughs> yes, I had many rips of the bong. So ultimately, does this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They've kind of done this story a couple of times by this stage as well. I'm thinking yeah. of is when Bar gets Laddie before this. After yeah, this. yeah, way before this. Because mm. remember, and and that old blind guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. takes in Santa's little helper. Or the one where Mr. Burns takes in Santa's little helper, and it's a- kind of like any, a choice. Anywhere where like Santa's little helper is being rented out for the week. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, someone else's, and Bart needs to get him back. And yeah, yeah. So that is like a Simpsons trope. So I'm going to say yes, it does feel like a Simpsons episode for that reason. I'm not yeah. saying that it's better or worse necessarily, but yeah, it is that kind of story that they've done before. Yeah, I'd say integrity-wise, like, they're bending Duffman a bit, but that's good because they're showing him on a down slump. Mm -hmm. And Homer as well, like, I kind of believe him being so fickle about which Petty loves that way. Spiteful. Um, Spiteful. Spiteful. (laughs) Spiteful and fickle. But, yeah, they're probably bending Santa's little helper a bit too far in how Mm. sentient of a dog he actually is. 
especially once he gets famous and whatever. Mm. And yeah, he's doing a game show and he's hosting the segment of things that your toothbrush say to you or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a game of like he's trying to describe it without saying what it is. Yeah, yeah. My favorite one of those from Robot Chicken was the Akbar's trying to describe what a trap was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you might get caught in it. <laughs> <laughs> like taboo. So, yeah, those are the only things that I have problems with, but also it's a fucking cartoon. It's a, these are ones where I'm saying, yeah, you are having a good enough time in this episode to, you know, let some of that shit slide. But I kind of think it was weak at the end how, yeah, Homer's drowning and the best thing that a whole town full of people on a beach can think is, no, 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 let's step aside and let the dog do it, you know? Yeah, that's what I was worried about because the military guys are there. Yeah. The Navy guys. And there has uh, to be a surf lifesaver yeah. there. So, yeah, the show's it's unmistakably mm. teens, but other than it feeling a bit sort of sketch show at times, yeah, I don't think it really broke the integrity that hard. No. No, and with what moments we've seen of the animals, the pets, like yeah. that's established. And I feel like, especially with the way that Santa's little helper initially, like before he becomes famous, like he's still acting like a dog. Yeah, he's yeah. saving the turkey. He's not being like, he's not being knowing. He he yeah. wants to get out of that burning treehouse. Yeah, yeah, and he goes to step towards Homer, but you know, a big he gush flame. of flames. He, you know, is, that's scary. He was probably right to go save himself. Yeah, and also it, it's canonical like well because we know that there must be an amish community next to springfield yes. to find bar in english but to be sure there's no pool like we definitely yeah. know there's amish in the neighborhood oh, somewhere they're close by yeah yeah so it makes sense that they would be just like across the river in the next kind of <laughs> valley i think they're living in north haverbrook the north haverbrook <laughs> so how about some of the wacky moments of this episode snowball always been a boy N- that N- yeah that stood out to me too. So. I don't think so. I think Snowball's a girl. Mm. But then, yeah, in this one, he's d- like definitely used. They say several times. Pronouns do they, do and, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I picked it up once when Bart said it. Of like, what can you do, boy? Yeah, yeah. And, and Homer says it at one stage as well. I think right at the end. Yeah, yeah. What has he done for me lately? Um, mm. Because I picked mm. that up right. Like, how do you like to play? boy or something yeah and i thought it was just like oh that's bart because he's so used to being with santa's little hopper and he just says that instinctively totally and i feel like i can explain it away because lisa would use like feminine nicknames like like instead of saying like she girl it's like oh little kitty Mm. yeah you know guys maybe that's our bias because we think dogs as masculine and we think dogs are boys all dogs are boys (laughs) and all cats are all good have you ever seen a cat penis yeah (laughs) oh you don't want to it's spiky. They're horrific. Really? Barbed. Yeah. Barbed? Yeah. yeah. The they fuck? Hook, it hooks into the female. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, uh, wackiness. Uh, I guess... Oh, yeah, that's where we are. Gil is blind now. Oh. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, uh, like that. I didn't like that joke. Neither did I. Like, I would have been fine if he just went into, oh, cash for your eyes, and then that was it. Yeah. yeah. But then, oh, what's the anesthetic? A big mallet, and then... Oh, I'm having second thought. Poof, and then you hear the... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> His voice didn't sound right either. You don't think? I don't know what it was. Oh. It just wasn't the kind of pathetic that I'm used to, I guess. Hmm. I like my Gil Jack Lemony and that's it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lemony Fresh. <laughs> New Buzz Zesty. with Jack Lemon. <laughs> so, other wacky moments. This is a bit that I think was fine when Homer brought Snowball 2 to the bar, but mm. then Santa's little helper just shows up out of nowhere and it's like... Yeah, I was wondering why he was following Homer everywhere. Yeah, it's like, no, they would have locked the dog off. They... 
Anyway, but uh, it was all worth it just to go, oh, he sat in my dinner. No, no, don't get up, sweetheart. I'll eat around you. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the setup line, get out, you're insanitary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> look, you're standing in my dinner. <laughs> so, yeah, there were, yeah, at the beach at the end, a bit of wackiness with the shark as well. <laughs> yeah. So, Jordan, you were saying this is a reference? I, th- I thought it was a reference to Jaws. I liked the joke because what Homer says is when he's flailing around on the Duff beer keg, is like, oh, how did that, you know, pretty blonde lady get out of this situation? And that one dies, definitely. But the way that they do kill, in quotes, Jaws at the end is by getting a pressurized canister in the mouth and then shooting it and exploding Jaws. But the fact that he says, how did they kill the shark in the movie? And then just happens to get the Duff beer keg in his mouth. I'm like, yeah, see what you did there? It was pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah. But not drawing attention to it like, oh, that's right. That's from that that. movie. That's Steven Spielberg. Yeah, this was good and a nice way to remove the threat of the shark by getting it drunk. I love, one of my favourite things is when uh, how quick the crowds are to turn on a yeah. dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes, it really makes me happy. That bit, yeah, and it, after when the shark is drunk, <laughs> they're like, guys want to be him, girls want to change him. Yeah. It's like this shark is just rolling around in the shallows like, uh, well, was it Shark McDuff? The, the, the girls in the bikini come along, one of them kisses him on the mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surf rock. It's a party. It doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's not really uh, wacky wackiness, but so they're watching TV. Bart's watching the Krusty the Clown show, and mm. there was the bit with the spiky rattlesnake or whatever it was. Yeah. I, I thought nothing of this bit. It was just uh, Krusty's getting attacked by a snake. Mm. Funny. But then they cut to a beer commercial. In a kid's show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think the standards for Springfield's, like, their version of the FCC is probably (laughs) not policing like that hard. Highlighting that makes me appreciate that moment. That's that's so funny in retrospective. (laughs) I didn't actually think that much of the commercial itself with them up in space with Santa's little helper and the beers and whatever. It It was a bit long. Yeah, I think it was only made by the NASA joke and ah oh, fuck and National Association of so- soliciting alcohol yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that line was all uh, made the whole thing worth it. So yeah, I'm sure we'll think of more wackiness along the way. But how about the heart? Did you guys feel the bumps? There was a bit where they tried to make you feel bad, where Bart is crying quite vividly. Oh, oh he's got like six streams of tears, tears coming out of his eyes. But it was like, yeah, but. The heart between Santa's little helper and Bart was sort of done fine enough, but I think there was more room to hit on it a bit harder. I think you could have seen it more from maybe a bit more of Santa's little helper point of view because he just seemed very stoic. Mm, yes, that's yeah. what was, that's what's missing from this episode. When he was asked to do something like save, he looked a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, but he never looked really sad. Bart was like, oh, he's stressed out. He, they're working yeah. him too hard. But he, yeah, we, we didn't get like him in like the green room being sad. And, yeah. But then again, this story has been done a few times by mm. The Simpsons. Yeah. So yeah. they've done that for each of those as well. Yeah. I guess you could have just had a thing where like he starts pining when he's on sets and whatever and he's missing his cues and he's not balancing the thing because, yeah, he's distracted. Mm. And- yeah. I don't know, he sees someone in like a red hat and is all excited and like runs yeah. up and then it's not... And it's just know. a grocery bag with a red yeah. hat on it. <laughs> Bit of French bread sticking out the hey, top. Hey, I see what you did there. Yep. Get the fuck out of your own house. <laughs> and that's the end of that podcast. 
Yeah, and I think they were going for the heart as well, a bit with Homer's disappointment in him, but again, they weren't really hitting on it that hard. No. It, it felt really exaggerated as well, with the Homer like getting just really uppity and be like, I have no dog and all this stuff. And, oh, and slamming the door and locking it and then locking the little doggy door. He yeah. really slams that doggy door. Yeah. Right on his nose. That yeah. would hurt. That, 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 that made me a little sad. Yeah. Mm. Oh, poor Samson. But I felt like it was a super overreaction from Homer in order to kind of facilitate the plot. Definitely. So, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd watch it again. It's a nice thing to just to have on. Yeah. And tune in and out of because it doesn't have, it's not so story driven. You can, you can do it while you're doing other things. It's great. And yeah, I'd definitely watch it. Definitely passes the hangover test and I'd watch it in a playlist. What playlist does this belong in? This is like Duffman Origins yeah. Oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, D- like those Duff-centric, like uh, when Mo wins the um, the Duff competition. Yeah, Pygmalion, which we covered the other yep. week. Yeah. yeah, appearances of the owner of Duff as well, which mm-hmm. is one of the guest stars for this episode, Stacey Keach. They they keep Duffman's name like because his name is like Barry Duffman or something. Barry isn't Duffman. It? Yeah, so that flows yeah. through nicely if you watch that in a playlist yeah santa's little helper oh yep. definitely uh, eps easily slip slot that in oh <laughs> and he- wrap it in <laughs> is there ever another appearance of the hole in the underwear gang like what was that i think it's like a it's like little rascals, rascals yeah thing? because it's like data and martin and nelson and yeah. it's like a i was like it's That's, an odd grouping. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering why Data was in there. It happens every now and again. It's like the Lemon of Troy group. It's Oh, yeah. okay. Little Rascals references then. Was like with, with Mo in the... Were you the ugly one? <laughs> <laughs> no. Tough kid, smelly. There was one thing that the writers actually said on a commentary once, which Nelson is their friend in summer. Uh, during uh, during the school year because like the other bullies are a bit older than him they're actually yep. off doing other things whereas he's sort of still relegated at home a bit oh, and so I, I love i really like that yeah so oh. it explains like bart on the road where nelson's just their friend for an episode yeah. and oh and when he's at space camp with martin and yep. stuff as yep. well yeah that makes perfect sense that's good i like it yeah so yeah, how about that opening bit with Bart and the treehouse and spying on the girls? What do you guys think of all that? I don't really, I don't care for it too much with the way it gets broken. The treehouse gets busted with them it's spying on the girls and they tug of war, the can on the string. and the One of my notes there, Millhouse goes, no one told me they'd be pulling. And yeah. I wrote the note, Millpool. And I'm like, ah, oh, I did an accidental <laughs> reference. <laughs> Stronger than both of them is the string that is like... Hugging a whole tree from side to that's side. A, that's to industrial side. string. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of our sponsors today on the Simpsons <laughs> Index. Industrial Spring. <laughs> Thank you for being strong and stringing us along. Industrial um, string. Lots of strings attached. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> In that bit, though, I didn't like the uh, the little off-camera joke of comic book guy with his... The, you've ripped the underwear. That was oh, your yeah. ass. That's what I, uh, I call yeah, my yeah. ass the uh, It's been shredded by the Riddler. Yeah. No, it was your ass. That's what I got my ass. I liked it as a joke, but it's immediately ruined by the fact that, yeah, it's this whole thing of telescopes aren't also microphone telescopes. Yeah. Uh, and then they ruin it by yeah. setting up the audio to listen to Lisa, so... Who is literally, like, five metres from there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, comic book guy is, like, across the other side of town, so... And God. then what also annoys me about this bit is they set up the audio so they can listen, which Bart then immediately ruins by playing a prank oh, on oh, Lisa. Oh, but he couldn't help it. Yeah, like, that's true. It's, it's, he's, <laughs> he's not patient. He's not going <laughs> to sit there and quietly listen. He Although, doesn't do the long con. 
Um, Nancy Cartwright's uh, Marge impression is pretty good, though. Uh, yeah. I never thought about that, actually. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, yeah, if that's a playlist that you can put mm. together. The Simpsons' immediate family impersonating each other. Yeah. Totally, and because that's, like, for voice animation, that's so incredibly hard. Yeah. It's like the old thing with Mel Blanc. Bugs Bunny doing an impersonation of Daffy. Oh, yeah. Do, like, like them doing impersonations of impersonations of impersonations. Yeah. Like this incredible thing. It's like the best of the best can do it. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things. And it's like, how do you... That's so many layers. How <laughs> yeah. do you even get to that point? Yeah. One of my absolute favorite guys for that is Billy West from Futurama. Yeah. Mm. There is this one episode where they're swapping each other's brains. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also have to consider that their voices are now coming through a new filter. Oh, totally. So you have to put a slight twist on it. And hearing Billy West do fry through Zoidberg's body is, yeah, just incredible. Mm. Yeah, the fact that that dude can pretty much sing in every character that he has is uh, quite amazing. Yeah, he's a hero. Jordan, what would you like to change about the episode? I know we kind of said it was a bold move and kind of semi-praised it. I think I'd get rid of that original owner and say it, oh, no, you didn't read the Duff contract very well. Mm. He's now kind of our property. He's not your dog anymore. Yeah. Keep Duff going more like incorporate yeah. it more because it is already there as a story structure so then it keeps homer like being upset at santa's little helper because he just flips back immediately which i guess is homer's mo so like oh stupid dog can't even earn us any money either mm. and that kind of thing no, maybe no, that no more wads yeah, yeah. <laughs> my wads <laughs> getting paid in wads Ooh, nine ten, and ten wads of cash <laughs> So, yeah, maybe maybe do something like that. That'd actually work because then you give both the Simpsons and Duffman a common enemy. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, they're both going after the Duff Corporation and that sort of makes it a bit more coherent. Because it, cons- it consolidates the whole... It gives it more of a story. Definitely. I don't think that guy really adds anything. Like, he's just there no. so that Santa's Little doesn't live with them anymore. Yep. Not even an obstacle. He's yeah. not even an obstacle. They don't have to get over him. He's just like, once it's done, he's like, well... You might as well be with the family that loves you. And I'm like, well, that's nice, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's sort of a little rush together at the end, sort of, oh, well, there's no conflict here anymore. Whereas I liked how they set him up in this episode. I don't mm. like how they got rid of him. Mm. So yeah, I dig that idea. How about you, Oscar? Is there anything you'd like to change? Uh, More Amish? More Amish. <laughs> More Amish, Give maybe. them the yes. whole first act. Yeah, oh, oh my, yeah. And the second act and the third act. Have it be the whole episode from their point of view. What do the Amish owe Springfield? What do they owe? Yeah, because they're just on call. And, and like, is it just out of the goodness of their hearts? Yeah, they're Amish. They're industrious without being industrial. Huh. Yes. <laughs> it's like they've got to drop anything. They could be literally wrangling the devil right now, but they've just got to yep. drop everything at the sound of a cowbell to just go and build a treehouse for a child. A feeble and they need protecting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, what I'd like to change about this episode, I think I'd like to see a bit more something with Snowball too. I don't actually mm. have many good ideas, but... I think I would have liked it a bit better if there was maybe even a bit more of a conflict with Snowball getting too much praise and getting- conflict between Snowball and Santa's little helper. Yeah. Now Santa's helper is getting all of the praise, and Snowball's yeah. like 
becoming bitter and like <laughs> angry and but but then but then you're pushing the pets even more anthropomorphizing yeah them. Mm. got through that word <laughs> but i think i'd actually give santa's little help and a, a reason to start trying to balance the beer on his head and trying mm. to do other things it's like when they get stampy and the oh yeah <laughs> and we love you <laughs> It's not a bad episode by any stretch. Like I had a good time with this one. There mm. is just a few plot and pacing and maybe certain bits that you cut out and remove. And we'll get more into that when we go through everyone's final notes. Starting with you, Jordan. What right. you, actually, no, we'll start with Oscar. Okay. Ah, what, uh, are, uh, <laughs> what are some of your final notes? A big fan of Homer going through all of the cat things that he loves. With, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, cats up to catch up. And, you know, then Kent Brockman says, uh, oh, then you must love the uh, Broadway show Cats. He says, <laughs> no, oh, it's, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, and I got to agree. I don't like Cats the musical. I think it sucks. I'm generally on the fence with Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like, because yeah. I'm a bit of a prog music fan. I like a bit of pretension in my music, but fuck, he pushes that. The, the only the only bit of Cats I've ever seen is in Funny People. Yeah, yeah. The all with, alone in the moonlight. With, with the video of the daughter singing. Yeah. Um, I love the backyard fight. I love it so much with between Homer and Bart. They're having so much fun. The, the laugh of joy, the giggling, and like <laughs> and Bart's throwing uh, wrenches. wrenches. Wrenches that are Belt just like sander. bagging off yeah. his head, and he knocks him down, just starts filling his mouth with cork. cork. <laughs> and he's laughing as like his mouth oh, is getting oh, 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 oh. You've got to be really careful with that word, because if you say it with American accent, Cock. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fill out his mouth with cock. It's so oh my god. <laughs> I also love Homer's little fantasy when he finds out that they have unlimited use of the private jet. Yeah. And he imagines himself in a top hat and a monocle. Yeah. And he looks into the front. No one's piloting it. And it's this horrible moment. And he's like, ah, oh, <laughs> cool. cool. Like his yeah. wildest fantasy yeah. is a disaster. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. It's really weird. Oh, beach volleyball. It's something to do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, that was good. Uh, was that all your notes? Yeah, and the hams. Oh, all the, the hams. All the mention of hams. All, so many Marge, hams. get the emergency but, ham. <laughs> all we've got is the celebration ham, the condolence ham. <laughs> yeah, just, just hams. hams. <laughs> that, that line saves the ham thing Yeah, for me. Because I, I like the first one as well because... I didn't mind the get the emergency ham because right. I was like expecting Marge to go like we don't have emergency ham, but then for her to be like oh okay. like, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's something it's a it's a protocol that she's following but yeah we've got it like behind two glass like cabinets and everyone's gonna like twist Some the key yeah. at the same time and <laughs> the ham key but yeah and he does it as a punishment to Santa's little hold for for eating a burger I'm gonna make you watch me eat a ham <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how about you Jordan what are your final notes um I got a couple of main corners if you're interested couple of which mailman do you know comes to your window of your house to deliver you <laughs> stuff? Is that, is that not all no. my mailman do? Well, not mine because I'm three stories up. So not. So if you're on the third story, maybe that's where they should be consolidating the fire department with the post office. Oh, oh okay. uh, <laughs> playlist, unintentional playlist. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. service, yeah, uh, public servants coming to your, to your window. window. <laughs> but also. He's like, my wife says, grow a moustache. No wife mm -hmm. would say, grow a Hitler moustache. Yeah. No one would do that. But also, That's... he doesn't know that Santa's helper is attacking him because of the moustache. No, That's true. true. Also, 
when Duffman is like drunk on the couch, they say like, you know, you've just can't even fit in your regulation unitard. Yeah. It's clearly two different pieces. I was going to ask what a unitard is. You're a disgrace to the unitard. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) But it's clearly he's got like his gut sticking out. Yeah. Unless it's torn, maybe I'll give them that. Beer would go everywhere in space. Just like liquid, it would just be like, as soon as it crack, it would just be like spewing out everywhere. Jordan, they didn't actually film in space. <laughs> you don't know. No, this is The true. Simpsons. They did spend $50 million on an unfilmed promotion. <laughs> like, like there are no cameras about. The two guys eject out of the plane is are people still flying those planes? Because yeah, they're like a billion dollars each, they, those planes. They jumped out of the back. Okay. And lastly, Duffman says, oh, soon I'll be filling your lungs with the cool taste of Duff and or minty. Oh, I was yeah. like, filling your lungs? You're going to fucking kill him, Duffman. You mean your stomach? Yeah, when he was rattling off, yeah, Duff and Duff Light and Duff Blue. Ride the glacier or something? something the peppermint like, glacier. Yeah. But it was like, don't fill the lungs. No. No. Like, um, And last was just mentioned. Oh, that's another playlist mentions of Frank Lloyd Wright because I really love Frank Lloyd Wright. So He's a, a designer. Architect. Yeah. Yeah, you can go see his most famous piece of work. In my yeah. opinion, it's called Falling Water. It's in Pennsylvania. It's beautiful. You'd rec- if you saw a photo of it, you'd recognize it because it's like this house and it kind of looks like all these different kind of shapes coming off at different angles and it's built over a waterfall and it's beautiful. Anyway. Yeah. All right. It is time for speedy, rapid, fast notes that are quick and speedy, not slow, fast. Pew, 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 pew. Spe- speedy, quick notes. Let's go, Elliot. Let's do it. I like how Millhouse goes, oh boy, skinned elbows. I'm going to get some major sympathy points. Just messes his hair yeah. and blah. Mom! Classic Millhouse. Didn't really like how Lisa goes, Dad, those are blueprints for a go kart track. Yeah. What do you guys think of the roller coaster wackiness? Oh, the, the train. train. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing like flying across America in a train. I really like it. I yeah, like yeah. it because of the look on their faces, especially Bart's face when yeah. it's going over. Because it it looks like it could go like, awfully awful. badly. Yeah. Like, and they're like, I feel like the wackiness doesn't land as well as that train does when <laughs> when characters when they're not being more serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When they're like, huh, look at that. Like when they recognize wackiness in the world, I think that's generally funnier yeah when yeah. they when they pick it up and they're like i think as well the joke was better cutting off so when they said this track hasn't been used since if they'd said since 1918 yeah. i think that would have been way less funny than it's like this track has been used and it's just like the train is already coming and they're like oh shit yeah yeah oh no and it's a little bit of a joke when they go past the lumberyard and go into the forest yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and you think they're just gonna but then it's it's we're going to nature's lumberyard nature's lumberyard <laughs> train tracks like that's great yeah <laughs> I think definitely the visual element of the joke helped sell it. It, mm. it just looked really cool and like yeah. looked like a bunch of fun. That would have been a fun train ride to take. It was attention to detail, sorry, as well. At the end, when it lands and like the carriages in order as they land are all like kind of wobbling and like, yeah. whoa, like getting back on track and then it just keeps on going. But yeah, no, I really, I really like that bit. And yeah, the passengers sounded like roller coaster passengers, yeah. not train ones. That was good. I thought this was going to be a cringy Luigi bit when he goes, I made you a lasagna, like the funny cat from the papers. Who's not so funny? Yeah. I liked that. Take a look at yourself, guys. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you're, you know, 30 years old, maybe you should just take a leaf out of Garth Jim Davis' book. (laughs) Definitely. I personally love Mondays. (laughs) (laughs) Although it did give us Garfield minus Garfield, so, you know. Mm. Oh, that's what we need now, Simpsons minus Simpsons. Oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> and look, he can stand on his hind legs. I'm like, you duff man. That was good. And mm-hmm. um, we see another reoccurrence of an old character, Dave Shutton, the journalist as well, who takes Santa's little helpers oh, photo. Yeah. Yeah. Once yeah. in a lifetime. Yeah, Once <laughs> in a lifetime. That was so good. Just, whoops, let's uh, try to make magic happen twice. <laughs> Lisa's just reading a book on law, like all the law. <laughs> yes. So I feel like that would be something that we would have brought up if she hadn't been. They're like, what do you mean it's legally binding? Where does yeah. that say? Yeah. Like, it's not, but she's just like, yep, he's, <laughs> yeah. got, he's got you there. Like, it, that's solid law right there. Yep. And it's Oxford concise law. It's all in just these few pages. Oh, man. 700 of the most concise pages you'll <laughs> yeah. ever read. Of the most common problems, and one of them just happens to be uh, dogs that are now owned. Ownership laws (laughs) in terms with uh, corporations and royalties. And Homer's line, and I'm going to continue thrashing around like an injured seal. That was just a bit of good fun. Mm. And yeah, I saw a cool thing recently where surfers are like putting LED lights on the underside of their surfboards, and apparently it's really effective in um, deterring sharks. That's cool. Yeah, amazing. Like, Yeah, but then, how are you going to prove your manliness by punching one like Mick Fanning? <laughs> well, we can't be all, <laughs> yeah. all be Mick Fannings, mate. Right. And my final note is, what do you guys think of, like, the conversation that happened at the end? You know, oh, Dad, you ate the can of tuna and, and all that. Like, to me, it just sort of felt like it was limping towards the end. Yeah, I I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the gags of Homer, not his dumb moments of... Him saying a thing and then being corrected, and then again and again and again. It is a limp off. Yeah. But I didn't mind it. Yeah. I thought it was like, yeah, several too many bites of the cherry. (laughs) I don't know. I think maybe again, because those jokes have kind of been spoiled by them being pretty prevalent in Simpsons episodes. So for me, it was kind of like, we get it. Like you can see they're telegraphed from, you know, miles off. So I, I think for me, I was kind of a bit. Yeah, I know, I know. Do the do the thing. Yes, yeah. you know. Have your wrap up scene. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, it is time to rank this thing. Jordan, why don't you kick it off? I would watch it again, but I don't think I can give it anything higher than a bronze. It's, oh, really? Yeah, like I, it's fine. First act was was pretty good, but it was kind of disjointed. And the second and third act, there wasn't really many laughs to be had, and it wasn't really as heartfelt as they probably wanted to try and evoke. Yeah, I mean, it's still fine, it's still good, but it's a bronze for me, but I'd be fine someone ranking it higher. Well, that's a good thing, because I'm giving it a silver. (laughs) I think its jokes really lifted it up in the face of a story that would have been a down point had the jokes not have been so good. Yeah, it's a fun ride, and yeah, definitely works in the hangover test and playlist, and yeah, it's a good ride. So silver for me, what do you reckon, Oscar? I'm really split. I could, because my initial leaning is bronze. Yeah. Despite my praise and this, despite my enjoyment of it, yep. I do think that overall, as an episode, you know, like, I mean, who complains about bronze? If you're at the Olympics, you get a bronze. That's a great thing. Yeah. Bronze is still good. But I don't, silver, it's because it's good. It's got some of my favorite images that I think of like a lot. Like it's stuck in my head. Yep. But I don't think I can rank it as a silver. Yeah, I, th- I think this is like choosing which parent you want to. <laughs> it's, it's a real Sophie's choice. I'm I'm gonna go bronze. All right. Well, yeah, this will be a shiny bronze all around, and we'll be joining other such shiny bronzes as also from season fourteen. I'm spelling as fast as I can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Okay, good. A Star is Born Again, which we also did with you, Jordan, didn't we? The Ned, oh, the... Ned's Hollywood Starlet Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll also be joining Alone Again, Natra Diddley, the one where Maud dies, Day of the Jackanapes, where Sideshow Bob hypnotizes oh. Bart, Real Housewives of Fat Tony, which we also did recently, a really good HD Simpsons episode, The Book Job with Neil Gaiman in mm-hmm. it, and Barthood, where they do the movie Boyhood, but with Bart. Yeah, that's actually, you know what? Shiny Bronze, it's pretty decent company. Yeah, it's a, it's a good playlist of yeah. yeah some episodes that do undoubtedly have some fundamental problems. All right, guys, now it's time to go all the way back to the classic era, and we're going to watch the one when Flanders failed. It's called When Flanders Failed. What? Fail. I wonder if he succeeds. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and our final episode for the evening, which was Season 3, Episode 3, When Flanders Failed. This was first released in October of 1991. It was directed by Jim Reardon, written by John Vitti. In this episode, Flanders has a barbecue where he announces that he's getting out of the pharmaceutical business and he's getting into retail and he's opening up his own store, which is all the left-handed stuff. Yeah, you guys have watched The Simpsons enough. You know what the Leftorium is. This is the episode where that gets established, but on a wishbone uh, wish, uh, Homer wins and he wishes for the Leftorium to go out of business and it does until it doesn't. Guys, what did you think? When we asked about Hart in the last two episodes, we were really struggling to mention anything. Yeah. And this has real proper heart and emotion in it. And that makes all the difference in early Simpsons, I think. It's got it's got season two heart. Yeah. Mm. Which is like, it's very specific mm. Simpsons heart because uh, I feel like this is one of the last episodes where Flanders is like a real character. I mean, like Christianity gets brought up once. Yeah. It's it's when he's like, uh, I usually turn to the good book when I'm in yeah. <laughs> trouble, but I sold it to you. Seven cents. But yeah, the whole fact that he's like, mm. he was working in pharmaceuticals and... Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Right? Like, and he holds up his necktie and it's like... So he must the, have been in sales, I guess. Yeah. Maybe he owned his own... Or he was like franchised his own pharmacy or potentially... I feel like he was just a like a pharmacist. Oh, actually, man, maybe he did work for a pharmaceutical company because he had to wear a tie. He didn't say anything about like a lab coat or yeah. anything, right? So yeah, that's he, what I think. Even though I can imagine him as a pharmacist, as a pharmacist so like easily. Oh, yeah. that yeah. mustache. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas more days we think about like pharmaceutical reps, it's yeah more the blonde bombshell. Like yeah, back in the day, it might have just been a sort of salesman job. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh-huh. so that's a little bit of interesting um, continuity that we established with Flanders. That mm. pre-leftorium, he was working at in some kind of pharmaceutical the drug man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Peddler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, this is pretty joke-light, but there is just so much nostalgia in this one for me. It was, yeah, warm and comforting and, like, mm. classic Simpsons. But, yeah, at the same time, I don't know how I'm going to go in the rankings because mm. there are some issues in it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start out by saying a moment from the story that sticks out to me for worse is Homer's a fucking jerk in this episode. Yeah. But whereas, like, later Simpsons, jerk ass Homer is pretty irredeemable, this one, he does redeem himself, at mm. least. And, you know, he helps Flanders reestablish his business. But leading up to that, man, what a cunt. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, though, in his 
imagination, the thought of Flanders going out of business, it's, it is funny and it's whatever. And it's not until he's confronted with the reality of it and how awful and gut-wrenching it is that he's like, yeah. oh my God, this is awful. I've got to fix it. Because it's to him, it's just like a funny jape. And yeah, no, he'll be fine though. Everything's fine. And it kind of gets peppered in throughout the episode when it's like, wait, Flanders hasn't paid his bills? And wait, hold on. Mm, yeah. I, I had to give you your stuff back. And well, oh, you're not going back in the house? And it's it's kind of like this slow ticking realization of, oh, no, this is really bad. And it's just because he doesn't grasp how terrible Ned's life is becoming yeah. because of, you know, whether it's a real curse or whether it's just Ned didn't bother to add advertise his store anywhere um i mean a good store yeah. needs no advertisement but i don't judge homer as harshly as some other awful things that he's done like switching marge into the driver's seat yeah. when he was driving drunk or anything this is just like uh oh plan is i'm sick of him i hope he fails and then when he, he does fail he's like no 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 i'm actually a decent human being and i want to help fix it and the way they start off the episode, like, I'm not 100% sure if this was like a sitcom trope. All I know it from is uh, from Fairly Odd Parents with yeah. uh, the neighbor, the neighbor always being better off and, and like being that lower middle class family. Like, because that's early Simpsons played into that so much. It Absolutely. was all about that. It. It wasn't, you know, like later seasons where Bart says, I need 1200 bucks," and he you know, pulls it out of his wallet, which yeah. is hilarious. But it does take away from the reality, which these early seasons really play into, which is a real strength of that and having it, you know, Marge saying, you know, just because they're a little better off than us. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, the, the, the way that Homer views Ned and having that be pre him quitting. Yeah. Having him be like, they're a well, well off. Yeah. Like they're not rich, but they can afford... You know, a three hundred dollar gas barbecue and yeah. stuff, which back in the nineties would have been, you know, pretty and the, and plenty of episodes where the Simpsons like we're buying like an air conditioner yeah. is a big thing. Where's that? Mm. That's not an issue for paying for, for the yeah. dog surgery and all that. Yeah, and Ned does mention, oh, Homer, like affordable housing scheme or whatever may mm. have uh, made us yeah. neighbors, and uh, that sort of shows that Ned is actually probably only a little bit better off. It's mm. Just he probably uh, worked hard at peddling them drugs. Yeah, and probably doesn't make as bad financial choices. <laughs> yeah. Also, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they have two kids as well instead of three. But I reckon mm-hmm. that if they were like, hey, kids, we're having like lentils for dinner or something, like something cheap, the brother and Todd would <laughs> yeah! be like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Unflavored for <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they would so eat plain lentils. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think it's important that Homer does have this arc and redemption, and like you were saying with the fantasy sequences, that's his crisis of conscience sort of growing and growing as the episode goes. So it's not totally a bad thing that Homer's a jerk in this episode. It's just there are certain moments, especially at the beginning, like where he's really indignant towards Marge, and then when he's actually at the barbecue and, again, being indignant to Ned and... I think like the only bit out of that whole thing that I liked was when he starts doing the slow laugh and yeah. just starts choking on the <laughs> With burger. With a mouthful of food. Yeah, Whoa. the follow work on yeah, not Flanders. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, choking. Such a shame. I think that's I, my big. That's my first laugh. That's my first laugh of the episode. Yeah, I think the thing with Homer getting all um, upset and, and and indignant, like you said, is it shows you Homer's a little bit immature. Oh, definitely. Um, he's very jealous. Spiteful. But also, he's probably a little self-conscious 
that he can't provide these nice things mm. for, for Marge and stuff as well. So Totally it's insecure just, about yeah, that. Yeah, I can imagine even a little comment like that from Marge, you could kind of take it as sniping almost like in his mind, in his mindset he's got. I could kind of see why he'd be really shitty about it, but yeah, he doesn't pro- deal with it well. Yeah, there's probably more of an implication to take there, but yeah, just me personally, I, I found it just unpleasant. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. And I think, yeah, he doesn't deal with it well at all, and it's like, it shows you, yeah, that he is petty, and yep. that sets off the whole episode, essentially. Definitely. So, Jordan, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? <sighs> you know what? It's because it got me a little bit, like, my throat started to get a little bit tight when Ned's yeah. coming up the elevator, mm. and like, Neddy, come quick. It's And it's still, like, I'm talking about it now, and I'm going to be like oh it's so nice that like you know everything comes good for him because look ned can be a little annoying we all know that and but he's never malicious yeah he is not an angry person he tries to do his best and he lends everything that he has to everybody he's generous he's lovely he's kind yeah the whole parking validation thing is an excellent thing that this mm. episode is doing to show that he's not doing business the right way he's trying to do it the kind way yeah mm. or when the lady breaks the mug and yeah. she's she's willing to she's got her wallet out ready to pay and he's like no 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 that was an accident like homer it's only right that he fixes the problem that he started but the fact that ned is able to make a living and mm. and it's okay at the end i know it's very saccharine but i just really liked that bit yeah absolutely and yeah the shop's full and you see all these people throughout the episode who has been established as left-handed and been mm. struggling with their problems mm-hmm. and yeah it's a nice moment of relief for everybody concerned yeah that yeah now what's his name chuck ellis can get his left-handed ledgers and yeah <laughs> bernsey can get his left-handed cat food can openers Huzzah. <laughs> Huzzah for the shopkeep <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a surprising amount of people that are left-handed in this town mo yeah. ned mr burns akira chuck ellis this guy and maybe apu sideshow mel and dr nick they were all in the store i know bard is they've established that before mm. and Barney might be, but I think he's just doing it to get the chicks. Yeah, no, he, he just thinks that shirt is hilarious. <laughs> Kiss what me, I'm left breaker. <laughs> So how about you, Oscar? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? My favourite moment in this episode, when Homer is going to return the barbecue and he finds mm. Ned and his family sleeping out in the car, it's really it's really sad and it's yeah. really it's yeah. poignant and it's really touching. And I noticed there was like a lot of emptiness in this scene, like mm. shots were far back and there was a lot of background in it and I think that was really important. To... When Ned is struggling and you see him putting mm. on a brave face for his family and then the, those times where he, he sort of confides in Homer and and reaches out as a friend to him. I always love those moments. I love watching them connect on yeah. on that level. It's it's always something that I love watching in the show, and it's probably my favorite thing from this episode. The only thing I don't like about that scene, I think it's just really unfair of Homer, essentially because he thinks it's his fault, and he kind of tries to say, oh, it's my fault. And he goes, no, you were a good friend or whatever, and it's kind of unfair for Ned to kind of be like, no, you didn't do anything when he kind of has. He just doesn't know that Homer's been working against him a little in the background. Yeah, because it wasn't just the actual wish itself. Mm. Homer has been actively not directing people yeah. um, to the store. Like, he's he's one man. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's that's like, right. Yeah. Mr. Burns is great business, so really, that's like... <laughs> obviously, this is why Homer didn't work in pharmaceuticals and yeah. work in sales. 
Uh, it does just does make me think, God, wow, this store would just tank these days. Mm. I mean, as if retail wasn't yeah. dead enough. Yeah. We, we got rid of all of those left-handed people in the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually sort of, when we were starting this episode, I was like, oh, I should have probably gotten a left-handed person on the show just to, <laughs> you know, for diversity. T- totally. <laughs> so, play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Five or six times. Yeah? I'd say double digits for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it. I'd put this at about 20 to 30. It's not one that I've actually revisited that much over the years. Like, when I'm watching season three, there are so many, like we were saying when we're looking at the disc that this one's on, it's like, Mm. Bart the Murderer, Homer Defined is on there, Stark Raving Dad, the Michael Jackson Mm -hmm. one. Like, if unless I hit the play all button... I would have been watching so many other episodes before this one. Over this one yeah. Is this is this is season three? Yeah. Okay. I said it was season two earlier. How well, embarrassing! I, thought, um, it, I gotta say, it looks more season two than yeah. season three. Uh, uh, yeah, the, and that's like a strike that I have against it. Is the the there's a lot of animation inconsistencies yeah. with yeah. the models and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because I think this episode looks worse than Stark Raving Dead, the Michael Jackson one. Yeah. Mm. It is actually a holdover episode from season two. Mm. I, I was going to say, like, when you said season two, I was thinking about, like, season two episodes. I'm like, yeah, this would fit in really well with, like... like the pot putt yeah. yeah, or, like, Brush With Greatness. That kind of thing is, like, I can imagine them, like, side by side, essentially. There was an animation bit that I noticed at the start when he's, like, trimming. It's like some grass just, like, disappears. Like, one frame it's there, yeah. one frame it's just not. And I'm like, not really a big deal. But, yeah, you can tell they're, like... We can't go into super detail with this. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, it does feel like a Simpsons episode. It definitely feels early Simpsons because yes. it, there's like zero wackiness in it. Like, yeah, we're establishing the characters at this stage. You know, Homer's a bit of a jerk, but he has a story of redemption. That's fine. You know, Ned's overly nice and at the expense of his business. And, you know, we didn't mention this as well in the B story. Bart is being his mischievous self and Yes. He's like, gets a sudden interest in karate. Oh, you have to do, like, theory and read. Sun Tzu. You need to read Sun Tzu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, actually, in the controversial episode that just aired, the one where they address the problem with Apu, but is actually reading The Art of War by Song Tzu in that episode. Really? And is plotting against Homer. Yeah. Finally got around to it, huh? That's, that's yeah. really interesting, because it, it did cross my mind in terms of, like, in this period of like Akira as a character because yeah. he, he works at the Japanese restaurant as yep. well. Yeah. Akira He's... is also occasionally voiced by George Takei. He wasn't in this one. Mm. Okay. And yeah, just quickly on that whole problem with Apu and that episode recently, without going too much into detail, yeah, it absolutely sucks what The Simpsons did. And we want to cover it on The Simpsons Index, but we're still trying to figure out what the right way to do it is. And especially when most of our panels are predominantly white, it's, um, yep. I think we need to, yeah, find some guests who can sort of speak a bit more about what it was like growing up with that representation. So, yeah, we're going to do it, but we're going to give it a bit of time. And and also we want to see the sort of cultural impact that this, especially that Simpsons episode in question had. Anyway, back to this one. So, yeah, Bart as well being totally on point for his character. Mm. I just loved this. You know, Akira, I already know how not to hit a guy. When yeah. you, come on, teach us some shit. I have used that line I was thinking about. 
Can I go to the bathroom then? You can, if you believe, <laughs> believe you can. <laughs> Bust the board with his head and yeah. oh, that only hurt a little. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't hurt very much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that whole ad, you know, everyone does karate. Lawyers, doctors, <laughs> financial planners. <laughs> 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 landscape architects. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Choreographers. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he's from Lisa the Beauty Queen. Step, turn, pivot, yeah. step, turn, pause, and yeah, all that. Looks like Megamind. Yeah. Megamind looks like him, yeah. Oh. Yeah, this was a very fine B story to have, and especially Bart using what he's learnt from video games to cover up for it, and yeah, the whole touch of death thing. That is an amazing mm. thing to return to. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, yeah, the, the, the sound and everything. It's one of my other probably favourite moments is the final time where he's racing back through the mall. Yeah. Trying to beat Homer. Uh, that's 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 another moment of this one that does elevate it up a level. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doing classic Ferris Bueller-ian. Yeah. Although there was that bit that we all commented on in the episode. We're like, I wonder if that was in the syndication where he runs past the guy who's kind of in a little. It's, it's one of it's one of the the bar flies. Is it? It's the is it the green hatted? But uh, he's, he's not wearing glasses. I thought it. Looked it just too looked young. like a ger- generic guy to me, but it might have been. But on the phone, he's like, "Oh, baby." Yeah, <laughs> he's just he's on one of these sex chats lines. Yeah, <laughs> one, of, one of those ones that that <laughs> it used to be like what they were like one nine oh two numbers or something. Yeah, man, five ninety five a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the wackiness of this episode. Not a lot of wacky moments. No, not. Totally. I was thinking, there's a couple of little things like Homer choking, where he goes kind of red and purple and everything. Not yeah. totally wacky, because, I mean, you can go a little bit red, and but it was like it was so fluorescent purple that the colour he went. It's a fun bit, actually, to go yeah. on frinkyact.com and look at a bunch of the stills from that scene, like because mm. Homer does some wicked fucked up contortions yeah. on his face there. <laughs> I bet. It's not really wacky, but I, I liked it to nod with this. Burns is almost going full Blofeld, where he's got like the white cat, <laughs> like just stroking it. And I can't think, has he got a white cat in other episodes? I was trying to think, I don't think so. Hey. He, he does when cat food and can openers are yeah, important true. to the story. <laughs> yeah, it's like Homer's watch. He has a cat when the cat is required by the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, it wasn't very wacky. It was just full of heart. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can say the itchy and scratchy bit. You know, that's wacky, but that's itchy and scratchy. And, you know, i got to say, it was I was actually really excited because we haven't covered an itchy and scratchy episode yeah. in a long time, and it was just a bit of a non-nothing itchy and scratchy bit. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the few itchy and scratchies where it doesn't kind of tie into the episode or it's not on the same theme mm. or it's not related in some way. Yeah, it's just he's eating spaghetti and it has a, a bomb. bomb and he explodes and the waiter trips over. It's well, just... first of all, his head comes off when he goes through the door and his head gets knocked off, then his body explodes outside, oh, which yeah. is just... Brutal. <laughs> yeah, they they really weren't afraid to make these cartoons brutal back then. No. And, you know, it's better than the pig exploding bit because it's contextualized by the fact that it's a fucking cartoon within the show. And also <laughs> it does that, you know, there's like jagged red and white like explosion yeah. animation. And there's a great bit of animation there, the low angle on Bart of mm. like where he's in the foreground like slumped down watching the episode. Yeah. There's some perspective shots that really don't work in this episode like in the beginning with homer and ned when he initially invites him it looks Mm. weird it looks there's something really weird with the perspective 
Yeah. They start from down low and come up and sort of it gives them weird power angle. I don't know why. Yeah, they, oh. they turn into triangles. Because he's showing with the progress he's made on the lawn and it's this very high shot looking down on them and it's very weird mix and it kind of kept changing. And and it felt like a little bit of a callback to the putt-putt episode, which also starts out with uh, Homer with, mowing with, the lawn. Yeah. But he is using that like red fucking terrible rusty old one mm. that is, yeah, broken in the corner there and he's, yeah, pinched Ned's weed whacker. Conversely to that, I did like the shot of the wooden at Flanders because it's like Homer like taking totally. up half the screen. That's another one. That's another of those great perspective shots, which yeah. is weird that there are some really great ones yeah. and then really, really awful ones where <laughs> Ned becomes really thin and really yeah, yeah. large and it's Oh, in that crowd shot at the end when they're, you know, singing and everything, there are so many horrible off character model moments. Yeah. I, I know this it seems like a stupid thing to say, but they look more 2D in that as well. It's almost like they kind of look like um, when you, you cut out people and you pull the paper apart and yeah. they're all like joined by the mm-hmm. hands. They kind of look like that. And it was, they were in layers. It looked a bit strange to me. Yeah. And the last bit of wackiness I'll mention, again, it's, I'm really scraping here, but when Lisa goes, do you know what Schadenfreude is? <laughs> and explains it to Homer, and, he, and Homer's like, oh, what's the opposite of that? Sour grapes? Wow, those Germans have a word for everything. And I could totally <laughs> picture sour grapes, like S-A-U-E-R <laughs> grapes. Like sour grapes. Sour grapes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I didn't actually realize that. Yeah, Simpsons explained Schadenfreude to me a lot earlier than I thought I'd heard. It. Yeah, before it really kind of popped back into the cultural zeitgeist. Mm. Yeah, because it is one of these things where that word is just everywhere mm. now. I remember seeing um, Avenue Q, and there's a song, mm. a whole song called Schadenfreude. Yeah, it was around the time of when Paris Hilton was kind of famous, and yeah, her just like crying as she's getting carted off to jail and stuff. And, <laughs> yeah, like showing pictures of that up on the on the big screen while they're singing the song and you're like yeah Mm. you kind of had it coming Paris but you know at least you're trying to get your life back on track now yeah I had a great schadenfreude when there was footage of Justin Bieber and he just fucking hurls on stage oh really like and it is a lot Oh dear. He shouldn't have eaten the whole lasagna. (laughs) They warned him about this. No, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it all. (laughs) Okay, Justin. Okay. Okay, you do whatever you want. He's going to be sick. (laughs) How about the heart on that note? (laughs) So much heart. So So much heart. heart. The bit that (laughs) broke me was when Ned broke... Well, I don't even want it now. Like, you know, when he Mm. offers him 20 bucks, he goes, maybe he's throwing those lawn chair. And he goes... Okay, Homer. And it's just, you can tell he's just defeated and you just, your heart breaks for Ned because he's trying to, and he's just like, I just need the money. Yeah, that was another scene that I found actually really uncomfortable. And it is redeemed by Lisa going, oh, I'm sure you did nothing to stop him, you scavenger of human misery. Yeah, because he's got Ned's glasses. Yeah. He took his fucking glasses. Jesus, how low do you have to go? I assume that they were a spare pair. Yeah, which, which at that point in his life, he doesn't need two pairs. I mean, he does because without your glasses, mm. speaking as a glasses person mm. myself. I got contacts on, w- but yeah, I know. Without glasses, you are really, really screwed. Yeah. You, you're just like Gil. <laughs> yeah. No, Gil. A little bit better. I can make out shapes, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to <laughs> try it without. But yeah, he could have used a spare Bible in that moment as well. Mm. Hey, that was going to be a Jordan Zaynor corner. Jordan Zaynor corner. Flanders has got to know the Bible back to front. Oh, yeah. 
He doesn't <laughs> really need to read the Bible. Well, that's what I love about like this kind of early Flanders is yeah. that he isn't like an encyclopedia uh, yeah, Christanico. Yeah, yeah. It's like he reads like it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, it's, yeah, it's not what defines him. Yeah, and I yeah. love that about this episode in particular. And then the earlier ones where he is more of a rival for Homer than he is a uh, Christian goody-goody. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, we all get lots of joy from his Christian moments in the, the later seasons yeah. than this. But it's really nice watching him as a human being. Mm. Yeah. Well, I've said it a couple of times on the podcast now. It's like, in the last episode we watched in Old Yellow Belly, they did another, like, divert to Agnes and Skinner to do another undermining Skinner and calling him a coward moment. This sucks because that's all that Skinner's become, is this coward. Mm. Whereas in the early days, he was a principal and a Vietnam vet first. And it was funny when Chalmers or Agnes would be on the scene because those are the only two people that could mm. break him. Yeah. It's the same with Ned. There were other things about his personality that weren't just about doing everything right by God. And There's a reason why the trope is named for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, just a couple of other anchor corners. A couple um, of other anchor corners. <laughs> um, so many corners. How did they attach the underwear to the hoop? Because it's kind of like looped around. Yeah. Did they like tie a knot in it somehow? Like, I don't know. They... I don't know how that works. Yeah. And, like I feel like I've seen live action things of people hanging. I feel like it's usually like flagpoles. Yeah, yeah something yeah, yeah. with a point you can attach. Like you could like dig a hole in it and then like hoist them by that. Well, basketball rings like have those little uh, oh, for the net. Yeah, yeah, them little metal uh, rings at the top. So just the way it was drawn, it looked like it was wrapped around the top and then like tucked in at the back. And I was like, yeah. going, oh, that's. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's a good a good playlist. A good playlist is people <laughs> hanging from their underwear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah like yeah. the film festival. Yeah. Uh, you badmouthed MacGyver, uh, didn't you? <laughs> Bart getting the shit kicked out of him by the bullies. Just, yeah, the big wedgie playlist. Hoochie is not the first dog in Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, yeah, purple dog waiter. Yeah. There we go. He was there. He's um, my favorite dog waiter. <laughs> and, um, Top 10 dog waiters. Akira is like left hand nunchucks. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? <laughs> what is a left hand nunchuck? In fact, all of the left hand stuff they talk about, corkscrews and yep. and Mo got through bartending school. Yeah. yeah. Without Yeah, it's just a corkscrew. You fucking shove it in and twist it and then pull the thing. There's no contour there. Yeah. They're all just like suckers for the branding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And left handed mugs as well. I mean <laughs> Yeah. Well like the left handed thing, it's like hold on, so is the shift in the door? Because like it's specially designed for left-handed people. I guess it's just like an Australian car. Well, no, because the, the steering wheel was still on the left for them. Oh. But, but it was the... like for left-handed people. So I'm like, okay, so there's the gear knob like in the door then? I don't understand because it was like specially designed for three. Only three made. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's fine, but... That is a bit weird. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have a clue. That is bizarre. Yeah. Any manufacturers of <laughs> left-handed vehicles, please... Uh, yeah. Send a message. Yeah. And my last one was, they're saying, Ned is the richest left-handed man in town. And if Burns, Burns is left-handed, <laughs> he's still he's there. Right yeah. There's no way he that's true. He is rich in spirit. Yeah, okay. All right. So, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Oh, easily, yes. Uh, yes, I would. Yeah, look, I'm going to watch this again. I might watch it in a playlist. So, Flanders episodes, definitely the Leftorium. Oh, mentions of China Hutches. <laughs> okay because there was was like 
Who did this? Who fell in the China, China hutch? hutch? Right, yep. yep. Hands off my China hutch, yep. <laughs> yep. I want to do a playlist of video games in The Simpsons. So we have, Ooh. yeah, Touch of Death and then other episodes with like Larry the Looter and all oh, the, the Dinner legal... with Andre. Yeah, tell me tell more. Tell me more. The legal one with the plead insanity, plead insanity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Waterworld. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Game over. Please deposit 40, 40 quarters. quarters. <laughs> Barbecue episodes. Yes. A few of them. Excellent. Flanders episodes, like Flander and Homer. Yeah, yeah. Pair this up with the one we were talking about earlier where Homer's like really enamored with Flanders. Mm-hmm. And, and the putt-putt episode. Definitely. Yeah, wishbones. Uh, pair this up with the no one bought a wishbone necklace. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously doubt my son or daughter is that stupid. <laughs> oh, that guy episodes. Because he's yep. in this one. The Yeah. Just stamp the ticket. All right, guys. Getting into the final rounds. Oscar, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? Probably. Because I, I feel like, though I enjoy watching this episode as a whole, yeah, I'm not super stoked when I see that it's the one playing on TV. Yep. Maybe bring in a little bit more of the B story into that main one. Like, even just having, like, a little tie at the end. Just some little moment, because it does feel very separate. Yeah, definitely. Um, Something about the bullies needing, like, a beating implement in the... Like, one of them needing something left-handed, too. Oh, yeah, because it is interesting that they, at one point, shoplift from there. Yeah. And they could have, yeah, brought it back, but... Honestly, I really love the moment where Lisa's like, go on, Bart, do the touch of death on them. And then he goes, oh, yeah, the touch of death. And he does the hand symbol in mm. such a sarcastic way. Yeah. Show us, Bart. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> no. I actually think this was also a really good moment. Like, we never see Lisa get bullied. I'm mm. not saying it's good to see Lisa get bullied, but... No. <laughs> From other girls, we do. Yeah, that's true. Like the, I need tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa wants to marry a carrot. Yeah, yeah, that oh, one. Yeah. And oh, everyone loves roller skating. Am I an Ogman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she gets pushed in the mud. Hey, Sarah. Oh, wow. She does get bullied a lot. Poor, yeah. poor yeah. fucking thing. But yeah, girls usually. Also in that moment as well, because as a musician as an, and as a pedantic motherfucker as well, the fact that Dolph just picks up the saxophone and goes, look at me, I'm Elvis, is just <laughs> such oh. an idiot's <laughs> understanding. Like, yeah. Yeah, everyone knows that Elvis never played a saxophone. He could barely play a guitar. <laughs> There's um another bit of kind of poor animation is that saxophone keeps changing shape yeah. and size every oh, time it oh, passes. And, and Dolph basically has Jimbo's voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a really long, elongated shot of Jimbo straight on. Yeah. I know that's been a a pretty heavy meme of Simpsons are terrifying front on. on. (laughs) But I did like that shot, though, because it was, they looked really menacing because. They're really shadowy on the front because they're like blocking out the sun because they're mm. looming up and they're filling the screen and it's kind of from a bit lower down so you can see that they're kind of higher up than than us, the viewer. Yeah. So it was it was effective in that point, but yeah, the front on face is they gotta work on that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't really know specifically what I'd change about this episode either. I think uh, you could have toned down Homer a little bit. He could have still been a bit yeah, vindictive, spiteful, and immature, as we said. And mm. I just sort of feel like they hit on it a little too hard. And especially that scene where he's bargaining at the garage. So, wait, bye-bye to the build, Neddy, bye-bye. You're just like, oh, you fucker. <laughs> like mm. well, Again, because again, he doesn't realise how dire straights are for Ned. Yeah. And so he's just playing it for fun. 
But yeah, when you realize what's going on, it's like, oh shit, Homer, please. Yeah. But also in terms of functioning for the story, it's completely in place. Like it doesn't need to happen like that, but something like that needs to happen. So that's why I'm not super pissed off about it. But yeah, like I said, I don't super find some of those scenes enjoyable. Oscar, do you have any final notes? Uh, I love Homer going through the vending machine and yeah. saying, oh, I know you. You're that first apple. <laughs> and him going in there to Burns' office and... Don't worry. There'll be plenty of apples for you. <laughs> you ask my secretary yeah. to give you a free apple, nice shiny apple. Oh. It's just like... It's a really nice way to bring in Burns's issue with a left-handed Yeah, thing. It's like mm. it, it was its own little... Thing. It was. I enjoy that moment immensely. Yeah, absolutely, it was a great way to get Burns in the episode too, and give him a genuine reason to be involved. When Homer's wishing, going through his wishes in his head, and yeah. he sees Ned sad and penniless, and then Ned's he's like, store closing down. He's yeah. store closing down, and the third one's Ned dead. He's like, mm, too, too far. far. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's real good. Yeah, at least he has his limits. He recognizes. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he's like no, I won't wish that. <laughs> Jordan, what else have you got? There's this bit while Marge is like, uh, how long do you watch the TV for yeah. a day? He goes, six hours, seven if there's something good on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Implying that, yeah, six hours are spent watching crap. Because it's bringing up like, you know, you're spending too much time in the TV and you need to go get fresh air or whatever. And I'm just thinking like, substitute TV for phones or iPads today mm. still makes perfect sense. Yeah. They were saying that in ancient Greece about writing. Oh, really? <laughs> about tablets. Yeah, well, there's about literal <laughs> tablets. That's right. Yeah. There's like a basically a quote that is that you could transplant throughout the ages. They're like, oh, yeah. With all of these books, no one's going to have to remember anything. Yeah. It's the death <laughs> of memory. I liked the total parent line of Bart, don't use the touch of death on your sister. Like, yeah. just yeah. They like, never question any of this along the way. Like when Bart's telling Homer what he learnt that day, we learnt how to pull a man's beating heart out of his chest and show it to him before he, he dies. Oh, that'll learn him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll like, learn him. It's like don't question. It's called the touch of death, and they're like, yeah, the kids exaggerate. And yeah. poor Lisa though, as well, and on the couch, Quit change it. the channel. <laughs> I grow tired of this channel <laughs> there's a sign when... i suppose two wrongs do make a right yes that was good that's too. a great line yeah across from ned's shop i don't know what it sells but there was a place called perky hut <laughs> i tried to i tried to write down i missed what yeah. those background signs were burns where he finally gets left hand thing and he says ah the worm has turned and this is a personal triumph for me because there was a person i knew who vehemently denied that I said once, aha, the worm has turned. Like, that's not a real expression. And we found it on The Simpsons, like, ha ha, in your face. Huzzah. Oh, that's Um, good. um, And just lastly, I want to get invited to a -a (laughs) beef-a-thon. You want to get a hot beef injection? (laughs) All right, Elliot, you have to go there. (laughs) Hey, The Simpsons did it. Yeah, I know, (laughs) I know. All right, it's time for final notes that are quick and not so. They are final and they're fast. Zoom. Zoom. Flander, Zoom. Flanders calls his grill propane a lane. Yeah. Um, oh, I gotta, I gotta start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Propane. Uh, I love when Bart's playing tag with all the kids. And they're, like, arguing about the rules. Yeah. Electricity is freeze tag. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And what does she say to him? Uh, You lie like a fly with a booger in its eye. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
the fly was great and the <laughs> booger was the cherry on top. Yeah, yeah. it's like Homer indexing the children's jokes. So, Jordan, as our foremost authority on all things Latin... Okay, yep. Is sinister Latin for left-handed? Sinister and dexter is is left and right. don't know if it's Latin. I mean, it, it would be in a different form. But, yeah, sinister and dexter is, is left and right, essentially. Oh, there we go. Mm. Uh, in Homer's fantasies as well, what else he could be wishing for is, like, President claims world peace. Nah. President Simpson makes world peace. Mm. Nah. President Simpson wins Super Bowl. Ooh. <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah. Homer's line when he's like rounding up people. Hey, Jerry, you remember how I paid back that loan last month? Now I need you to do a favor for me. <laughs> yeah, that was good too. Um, And finally, an anal corner from me. Ooh, okay. Jordan's anal corner. Jordan's anal corner. <laughs> Jordan's anal corner, Elliot edition. So why were Maud and the kids there before Flanders at the Leftorium at the end? Where, where was he coming from? Yeah, because they all would have stayed in the car. So, like, I don't know, unless he went to go Mm. pinch a loaf and then he had to catch up with them, like... (laughs) I thought you meant, like, steal a loaf and steal some bread at first. Ah, Nope, I understand now. (laughs) It's poop. Yeah, thank you. I I did like that final shot, though, of, like, the two families kind of smiling at each other. That was important, yeah, to show them bringing it all together at the end. Unity. All right, guys, it is time to rank this thing! <laughs> <laughs> um, Oscar, it is your turn to go first. Uh, okay, uh, I'm really struggling with this one myself because it's not one of my favorites by a stretch of those early episodes. Um, yeah. And it has lots of issues. It does have some of those great moments like uh, Homer, you know, speaking through his food and choking and mm. Bart doing his. Ferris Bueller and little bits and pieces, but I feel like overall, it just doesn't like give me enough. I want more. I I, I like my Simpsons dense. I like them yeah. super packed. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Super. Uh, the heart's amazing. So because of the things that I like in this episode, and because of the heart, I'm probably gonna go silver, which yep. is a, a low end silver, but a silver nonetheless, because I think it is an important episode, especially being a Flanders. Human, a human Ned yeah. Flanders episode. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Jordan? It's it's difficult for me. Let's start ruling things out. It's not a cubic. Um, I don't think it's a bronze for me either. So it's kind of on that gold-silver line because I think I just, I really appreciate the emotion that they've put in. And maybe again, because comparing it to HD and Teens episode where there's none, really. There's no hard. And this is kind of very, it evokes a lot more. You're right, it isn't super joke heavy, but there are some really good ones in there. Uh, do you know? Oh, where I'm going? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to... You go, and then that might help me. All right. It's a silver. I actually feel like, I don't know, if I was in a worse mood or something, I would have given this a bronze because mm. it isn't very joke heavy at all. And like, while we do complain about a lot about The Simpsons' newer episodes lacking heart and being too much of a trying to be a joke machine... This one is the opposite end of that spectrum where it is too much about the story for my personal tastes, but I'm not going as low as bronze because I do recognise there is greatness in this episode and there are some moments that have stuck with me over the years. It's just as as an entire package, it's not super enticing. Um, It's not one that I really feel immediately drawn to go back to. Like so many of these classic ones where like, can we watch this again right now? And I don't feel that way for this one, but I do recognise that it's Greatness, yeah. So silver for me. Did that help? That has helped. 
yeah, you, when you're saying like talking about watching it again, it's like, yeah, oh, because it is that awkward sequence with Homer kind of, yeah, bumbling and, and really screwing up Ned's life. Yeah. And it is a bit difficult to watch at some point. And there are, like I said, there are jokes, but it is very story driven. And if I'm thinking about the things that I've rated gold in the past where it's like, oh, this is really fun. And yeah, yeah there may be some awkward bits, but it's still just like a ride. And this one, I think about Leftorium and I think about... Those shots of Ned being just like absolutely crushed, and it isn't something to look forward to. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I'm gonna give it a silver too. All right. Well, cool. That'll make it a unanimous silver, and it'll be joining other such episodes as Blood Feud, which we reviewed last week with Sean Nolan, which actually got gold, silver, bronze. Ooh, um, I actually ooh, liken. Spread. I actually liken this episode a lot to that one. Okay. Uh, it will also be joining other classic era episodes like The Call of the Simpsons, the RV one in season one. Treehouse of Horror 7, which me and you, Jordan, we did that one, which was like Citizen Kang and oh, yeah, the, yep. the Genesis Tub and Brother Hugo and yes. all that. Pygmalion, which we mentioned earlier tonight. I'm Going to Praiseland, which is like the sequel to More Dying. C.E. Dole, Diatribe of a Mad Housewife. Millhouse doesn't live here anymore. The Debarded. Yeah, this is totally where this episode should be. All right, guys. Well, that about does it for episode 81 of The Simpsons Index. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Oscar. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> I, try, I was thinking, like, what would Beach say? Probably be like, he would say, oh, well, I just live upstairs. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ragging on Beach. Suck it, Beach. <laughs> Take that, you <laughs> asshole. And we'll see you next week anyway. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. Thank you again for tuning in. And that's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter. And now, please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Mm, had too much saliva in my mouth. I was like trying to talk around it. When the flanders <laughs> fail. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I realize I can't. You're nodding. You need yeah. to, we need to have talk. bells. Bells <laughs> that <laughs> ring at different tunes. I just put a little like nod. cat color on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you need to put a bell on the one you're already wearing. Yes, that's true, actually. Yeah, <laughs> you, good you, point. You kill way too many birds yeah, without I it. Yeah, I know. It's just Rosellas are so fucking tasty. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't don't think I don't know. I know. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. <laughs> Lorikeet. There were things I liked about the mm. uh, the Bill, uh, fuck Bill House, the Barton Millhouse story. Mm. No, pristine <laughs> doesn't mean clean. Just so you know, oh, okay. pristine, oh, it? pristine means preserved in its original state. Oh. So it could be filthy, but it's pristine. Uh, right, so it hasn't been like modified, touched, or... cleaned up, yeah, changed in any way. Right, yeah, filthy. Oh, that's great. I'm so be. I'm gonna use that all yeah. the time now when something's really dirty but just hasn't been yeah. touched. So cheeseburger could be moldy and like have, pristine, but condition. it's a, prist it's <laughs> a pristine <laughs> cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, Elliot, <laughs> Elliot, you need to take a shower. No, I'm preserving my pristine condition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This was just a sleepover because it was on the books. I'm it's, still mad. Yeah, this is an angry sleepover. Yeah. And then he goes and drinks, drinks out the of toilet. the toilet. Oh, like Santa's little helper did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Didn't work for me. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's Springfield. They're not spring for it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to do that, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it anyway. <laughs>
So when they're praising Santa's little helper and uh, they're giving it Kalua and Crane, don't do that. Apparently not even mean to get, give... Snow- Snowball? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, so Did I say Santa's, Santa's little, little helper? Fuck. Yeah. So That's when right. they're lumping praise on Snowball 2 and she's in, he's in, whichever gender that cat is, is in Mars. Ba- Mo's bar, fuck, and I'm just fucking Mas-ba. up all, Mas-ba. The- all the names are gone Mas-bo. today. Mars bow. Um. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, was going <laughs> to say sorry. The, the, the um, bit that stood out to me, and it was almost because I was I like, set that up. You know, go, go for it. So Jordan, what from the episode? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 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 